Betty. What up, Bill? This is the Boy Hattie Podcast. This is Boy Hattie Podcast for Tax Day, whatever the hell it is, this Fuck April it. something. Tax Titanic day. sunk 101 years ago this weekend. What else happened? <sighs> but, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Boy Hattie Podcast. How you doing? Oh, I should open my soda. Wait, hold on. Oh, it's nice and cold. You already drank most of your beer. Most of my beer. And you chastised me for not getting you another soda. You Most of that beer's I gone. I don't want a soda. Would you like half of my slightly drunk Coke Zero? Wow, Bill. You're really selling me on this concept. It's only been open since 1 o'clock. <laughs> Bill, I'm going to take a pass, little friends. Oh, uh, anyway, so how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Bill? Uh, doing okay. What I do this week? Not much. Uh, I'm going to start this podcast by speaking to... Speaking by speaking out to one lone listener. Oh no, what happened? Uh, On the bus over here today, I saw someone who looked so like listener Brian Smith that I actually did a double take and almost went up to say hello. Brian is a sweetheart. He's the one who makes uh, breakfast on Sunday and listens to the Boy Hattie podcast. Oh, wait, you've met him before? I have. He he came up a while ago, and we met at the back and had a lot of fun. He's a sweet Oh, that guy. Okay. okay. I love we have such a small fan base. <laughs> we know. And he's, like, bumping into them. them. Oh, there's one. Well, it was not him. Face. It was not him. I realized as I'm, as I'm, well, A, he's in New York, and B, I'm like, <laughs> okay, no, that's not Brian. But and I'm glad you didn't run up to him and be like, hey, what do you think about last week's Why episode? Why did you podcast? Do you, did you like our Bioshock Infinite spoiler cast? <laughs> God. How you doing, Bill? How's the world of Bill Mudrin? Man, I'm just getting over, like, four straight months of nothing but work. Yeah. I still got taxes to do. As we record, it's Thursday night. What, tax day's Monday? I did my tax, motherfucker. I, I give a shit what day tax day is. And so, like, I finally got all of my work to do. I was trying to get work done because I'm doing a big run, uh, print run of uh, video game map posters that I'm submitting to the printers on Monday and all this stuff, and I got the... Anyway, so I've got like one or two days off to not do anything before I have to do taxes this weekend. So I'm trying to relax, and part of that relaxing is doing the boy happy podcast. There we go. This is the, the this podcast is the drink that refreshes. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, was no, no, I this morning. I was like, oh man, do we have to do boy happy? You're today? <laughs> <laughs> Last night I slept not at all. Well, you've like, been having issues. Work's been driving you crazy, and you haven't I got, been sleeping. I got I got anxiety. Well, I'm on the opposite of the end of the spectrum where I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna stay up till three. I'm playing Luigi's Mansion tonight. Oh well, Bill. And I sleep in bed until ten a.m. You know what the difference, <laughs> Bill? You know what the difference is between you and me? Oh, what? Different ends of the poverty line. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, you friend. you get paid enough that you 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 get you get reimbursed for your. I just I wipe my. Have butt we talked about how you're rich hundos. now? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking wealthy. You're recording yeah. an album with Jay Z next week. It is true. No, um, Brad Paisley decided to record a song with me called "Accidental Feminist." <laughs> It's gonna be really good. Annie's yeah, so rich right this now. This is Annie's topical humor corner. <laughs> As you and Sorry is gonna play her on the podcast next week. <laughs> She's gonna hire him to stand in. What? Did you hear that accidental racist song? Did you actually hear, I listen listened to it? To it f- oh my god! I just far- realized my belt sticking out. Looks like I've got a permanent heart on. What? I was deeply upset. No, I listened as far as Jay Z's or not Jay Z. Um, LL oh, cool we're talking J's. about racist. Jesus no, Christ! No, LL Cool J's rap, and I'm like, which I barely can't. fits in with the rest of the song. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. At this for people who don't know who's the guy who's I've never Brad heard of the country singer. Paisley. Have you known him before? He's, He's a country from Texan. <laughs> You're from Texas. I'm from Texans, correct? Well, technically, I'm born from Texas, so I should yeah. know this shit more than you do. You were I'm born in Louisiana. Also, being from Texas does not mean you know jack about country music. Well, especially if you haven't been home in 10 years. Exactly. Um, no, but so I guess this country western singer Brad Paisley, he wrote a song about how he, even though he proudly wears Wait, the rebel flag. did you not flag, listen to it? 
No, I did. Okay, yeah. He wears the rebel flag because he's a, he's a proud fan. rebel son. Yeah. Even though he agrees, we can't be proud about everything we've done. <laughs> oh, oh my god! You gotta, you gotta fucking LL Cool J shows up and he doesn't rap about just because he wears his do rag. He doesn't want to get shot by guys in white hats. You gotta respect the oh. thart, the thought behind it. I just said heart and thought, <laughs> and it turned into thart. And I think that's a really it, accurate. It really way is the, the more about the it's fart a wet that... thart of the song. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that yeah. This is totally really misguided. Bad. This is totally like a misguided "We Are the World" attempt well, no, at like let's bring joke, everyone together. The joke that everyone made is that it sounded like something that um, Joe Bluth recorded with Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that is. Did you see that they put out Arrested Development posters now? No. Which oh, dude, that happens soon, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it's awesome. like it's. Oh my god! So Isn't wait, it like, if if April? it's April, yeah, they're, it, that's just coming out in May. Oh Isn't my god, like May's in two May weeks. First? That, no, it's like I think it's towards the end of the May. Okay. It's it's over a month away. Although it's funny to think of like a month ago we were like oh, less than a month until fashion. <laughs> um the but passage yeah, of time, like, motherfucker. The onion pointed out that the 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 arrested development posters that have been put out would makes no sense to anyone who hasn't seen the show already. So it's kinda of like defeats the purpose of putting out posters. No, it doesn't. Bill, it's just playing to the Bill. fan base. It's, it's pretty pretty much telling everyone who's watched Arrested Development twenty times, get ready for Bill, fun. Do who in their right mind thinks that the market for new arrested development episodes is anyone who has not well, yeah, watched if you're, arrested if you're, development. If you're Netflix and you invested in the show, you think you might want to grow no. the fan base a little No, no the posters Bill. is just an ice cream sandwich. You're never <laughs> going to grow a TV show that was canceled. And another one is a pair of just denim jeans. It just looks like an Andy Warhol exhibit. It's oh fantastic. So good. What else? What happened? Arrested Development. In TV news, the TV that I consume this week is I've watched a lot of Vikings. 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 Vikings oh, is this a TV show? Oh, yes. I thought you were watching the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Yes, Bill. I'm all about them sports. Oh, like you've never watched I football love the before. Sports balls. Like you fully haven't been around. on Twitter going like, oh yeah, look at those honky hunks. Um, Bill, um, I swear to God, um, I have a friend whose favorite band is or not band team is the Vikings, and I yeah. swear to God, it took me a minute to go. What what does the Vikings play? <laughs> Do they play basketball? <laughs> Do they play the baseball? Do they play the soccer ball? They play the three D chess. <laughs> So no way! Oh, is Vikings. This the fucking Vikings like, is the scripted show from the History Channel, which cracks me up. Cracks me up. Is it even historically even As actually it, like is. we would know. Like we're a Viking well, historian. Here's the extent of my knowledge of Viking history. That they're okay? all hot. Are you ready for it? Yeah. I listened to the guy who did the um uh, uh the Byzantinian Emperors podcast did a podcast what? on Vikings. Someone did a podcast about being a Byzantinian emperor. Well, it was, it was about the the like the eleven emperors. Was he pretending to be an, a Byzantine emperor? Yes, Bill. Yes. He's like he. Yes, Bill. <laughs> he's got to try to make a joke out of this, Bill. Please. No, he's all like, hey, everybody. It's uh-huh. Pope Benzentine. Yeah, Bill. The 12th. Hey, Bill. Here, like, well, he puts it's a really good no, joke, No, but then Bill. he, like, fires up, like, like Assassin's really Creed in the background, so you hear, so like, all good. the pigeons and the church bells. I would take all, like, I, my finger <laughs> and run it along the rim of this joke <laughs> to pick up all the this, last little This is Pope Benzentine, the 12th, coming at you. <laughs> We're going to be playing the hits today. We're going to be playing my cousin, Chunky. He's going to be singing us a song called The Accidental Papist. What are we talking about? I'm just going to... I'm gonna read Twitter until you're done. <laughs> I'm done. No, uh, no, the Viking show, super good. It, it, I don't know. I know jack shit about Vikings. Are there ladies in the show? Yes, there are because there are lady Vikings. In fact, the best character in the show, hands down, is your protagonist is Ragnar, and I'll get to him in a second. <laughs> 
but his you, pills, you, they're you, Vikings. You're never allowed to make fun of me watching Star Trek ever again after, like, hearing about this. You're Ragnar. right, Bill. You're right, Bill. Imaginary characters <laughs> in space Ragnar? are rational, but actual historical figures and names of cultures that are not <laughs> yours are bullshit. No! Uh, let me guess. I can already tell you right now the name of the last episode is going to be called When the Fat Lady Sings. If they don't call that the, the, the series finale... Do you want me to what? leave? Sometimes I feel like <laughs> like this podcast would be better if it was just no! you and two microphones just talking between Have one and the other. Have you never watched Fox News? Everything's better when everyone's angry at you <laughs> each other. No, so Ragnar's wife is the best character on the show. She They have like three kids. What's Ragnar's wife's name? Her name is like L- Lognatha? I can't remember. She's an actual historical figure. I looked her up on Wikipedia. Like a good intelli- intelligent well, that young should, person if it's, a, it's a, if it's a history channel show, it had better pass the Wikipedia test. She, she actually was a person. She was married to this guy Ragnar. Yeah. She was a notorious Viking pirate lady. And eventually she got tired of his shit, spoilers presumably, for season eight of Vikings, and killed her husband and ruled in his stead. Oh, she wow. realized she'd be so better off ruling So is it him. about like a ruling clan of Vikings or like what's the, what's the wh- premise where does it show, take place? Well, it's actually totally kind of cool because it's it's the it's about the Vikings during the eight like um it's like literally starts with the attack on, on Lindisfarne. Which was an actual historical Viking attack that was the start of the Viking raids on England. Okay, yeah. So the um, what 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 time period is this? Like when? Bill, I don't know. <laughs> is it seventy six? Like I'm just saying, is the second episode going to be them fighting the dudes from Rome? I don't know. Is Bill. it going to be Pontius? It's or... later than that, though, because oh, no. Christianity is established. <laughs> no. Oh, so this is like Visigoths. It's shit. like, well, yeah, no. Are they like Germanic? Or, or is no, it they're, like they're in... Nords. They're oh, Vikings. Nords. They're Vikings, Bill. What do you think? Fusroda. Yes, Bill. Well, that's the thing. Fully and I keep play- watching it and going, man, now I really want to play Skyrim and make a Ragnar character. So this guy, Ragnar, the protagonist, A, is excellently cast. Yeah. This guy they cast looks perfect. He's beautiful. But beyond that, he's got these crazy blue eyes and he has this look. He just has this air around him of just this feral madness. He is one of the most compelling protagonists I've is ever he seen. He's he's enormously hot. Okay, he's say, yeah. earth shatteringly hot. But beyond that, he just feels like a wild dog. It's perfect for this character. I've seen him in another movie, and it was weird. I was like, man, this guy is crazy. was a madman, but he's so perfect for this character because he is. Because the premise is he is a minor, minor, in like a you know, like a third-tier Viking yeah. in, this, in this tribe. And he's got his earl that he's pledged to and all this. And the earl is like, we're going to raid east. We're going to go How east. How do they handle the violence and stuff in the show like this? It's pretty... It's, if it's, it's a basic cable TV show, it can't be like HBO levels of like gore and stuff. Well, but... okay. In HBO, I would imagine Rome... most of the attacks just happen off screen. And stuff. No, it's all on screen, but it's not like Rome where you're going to see fucking legs severed. Yeah. And the game, but however, it does not feel any less brutal for it. It sounds like it could have been an HBO show, just the basic. Pr- it sounds like it could have been the Viking equivalent. Let me put of... it this way: I do not. It, all it would take would be dial up like the sex and the violence up like two more notches, and the show does not need it. Yeah. Well, it's not like it's not like Rome really needed the sex or violence. It did either. not exactly. It was. Rome it was, was such a Stupid Rome. Rome was a dumb oh, shit show, God. and it would have been better had they dialed oh, down the speaking violence. Of Rome, did you see? You see what's his face show up in Game of Thrones as Mance Raider? Uh, Caesar. Oh yeah, it's Caesar. Well, it's what's his name? Yeah, what's that guy's name? Oh, I was watching something that Brutus shows up in. 
I, I think he's like in some kind of like the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I saw a trailer. I was like, oh, it's Brutus. <laughs> anyway, well, go what's ahead. great is that one of the Vikings. Oh on... no, the next episode of Doctor Who. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who also stars uh, Davros, Davos, whatever. I did see that had yeah, Davos. Anyway. So I was like, oh, the, I did that. I love him. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. The on on in this Viking show, one of the Vikings is the Viking from Kingdom of Heaven. You remember, like in the start of the movie where um uh uh Liam Neeson's has his crew. And one of the crew is the Viking guy. That's supposed to be a historical character? Oh, you mean the no, actor. Bill. I mean the actor. I was going to ask the what you're talking about these characters being historical people. I'm like, wait, did they actually? Bill, I, stop talking about the Kingdom of Heaven's a documentary? What the hell? No, but the dude who played the Viking on. on this conversation only appeals to 12 this is people. It's the worst. This is the worst 12. podcast You have to be us, dude, because we're talking King Kingdom Heaven. I was like in Rome, and you know, like the Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> and you know, like Dr. Hood. Anyway, intimation. Uh, Vikings, surprisingly. How many like episodes are out? Uh, I, well, I think there are like six episodes in. My wife and I just got a season pass on iTunes. We are caught up to episode three. So you're going to be Vikings Girls crossover where it's Viking Girls? Yes, Bill. And it's all about... But anyway, so his wife, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> his wife, they have like three kids. And his first raid... Rag- Ragnarok? Yeah, Ragnar, Ragnar has three kids. And like his first raid, his wife, he makes his wife stay back home. Because okay. someone's got to watch the kids watch the farm. But on the second raid, he takes her with him. And she's, like, she wanted to go in the first time around. And it's great. She fights, like, the motherfucker. You can see her kill them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really great. And there are other, there are incidental lady Vikings. Well, this is a great. cool show, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying oh, it. it. I, it's I pretty it's, solid. like, available on iTunes or anything. It is. Yeah. I have an iTunes subscription, Bill, is what I just said. Oh, okay. But it's 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 really solid. I highly recommend it. Man, how bummed would they be if they knew in the future that their progeny would just be making Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's right, on the last episode of uh, called when the fat woman sings. Yes, it's going to be course. like an end of the Battlestar Galactica where it flash uh-huh. forwards like three thousand years and you just see like Notch just coding Minecraft. What I like about Vikings is the way it deals with faith. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of cool because your protagonist Ragnar believes strongly and he has a strong relationship with Odin. In mm-hmm. fact, he sees visions of Odin frequently, and like he goes and raids Lindisfarne and he takes his slave. It's this this monk, this priest, and then this priest has this crisis of faith. But at no point is one or the other faith treated as false or weird okay, or yeah. dumb and then you have the earl character who in this last episode actually had a crisis of faith he's he's seeing that he, he's talking to the seer and it's See some, another viking the seer no the earl the earl is the viking he is the head of the vikings okay. he is the earl of the vikings. is that why it's also in skyrim where you have to go see the earl of the jarl that's what it is how come it's called jarl or <laughs> Wait, so are they essentially Bill, the same thing, an Earl and Bill, a Jarl? It's built Skyrim is imaginary, Bill. But you're Sometimes talking about the Earl being a leader. They make things up, Bill, and they aren't real. Hey, Bill, tell me what TV you watch, I still Bill. get confused between Bill, Yoda and yogurt. What TV did you watch, Bill? Bill, did you watch I Mad Men, Bill? I watched Mad Men, Mad Men, came out. What did you think of this new episode of Mad Men? I liked the musical aspect of it. I liked when they all burst out in the song. I thought that was pretty great. That was good. And when they did a little dance. Man, the fact they're all Muppets now? I did not know that Don Draper could tap. That was really impressive. I thought that was an interesting direction to take his character. Now, they call that show Accidental Racist because everyone's actually... No, not even Accidental. No, 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 no. Mad Men was very... Mad Men, the opening episodes of any season of Mad Men always suck because they're always about Don Draper, and Don yeah. Draper is the least interesting character on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and especially now, uh, they've doing, been doing this thing for the last couple seasons where the new episode of a, uh, the first episode of a new season is always two hours long. So not Ooh, only is it all about yeah. Don Draper, the least interesting character, but it's like two hours of Don Draper just kind of like yeah. pondering whether or not he's going to have sex with the lady or if he's going to yeah. get drunk or, you know, just like sleeping on his couch in his office. So, yeah. Not enough Joan, not enough Roger, not enough Pete, not enough, not enough Peggy. Peggy came back. 
that spoilers for Mad Men. Peggy went off. She's she's part of another advertising agency. Peggy's mm-hmm. the played yeah, by no, watching no, yeah. Her from yeah from West Wing yeah etc. Yeah, she plays the president's daughter, but now yeah. she's Peggy Olsen. I can't remember yeah. what the actual actress's name. And last season she went off and she actually joined another uh, company. Good for And her. so they're kind of showing what's her going on with her, even though her shit's completely divorced from the main yeah. company where everyone else is still working at. Yeah, but she's still friends with like the art director who says you would love him. He's is a he big the, burly guy with he, a beard. Oh, I thought he was the he, gay. Is he not no, the gay? No, I think they killed off all the gays <laughs> in the show years ago. But no, he's this he's a character named Stan Ritzo, who's a big guy with a you'd love because all the all the guys now are getting all bearded and burly because it's yeah. getting close to the sixty uh, yeah. close to the seventies because it's the late sixties now. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it's 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 still a cool show whenever they're they're focusing on it. Even Don Draper's new wife, who's this actress who who's kind of flailing, but she's trying to become a soap opera actress. She's more interesting than Don Draper. <laughs> and she's just all kind of bug-eyed and French, and you think she would be the most boring <laughs> character, but she's actually still more interesting uh, than Don Draper. Yeah. So yeah, no, Mad Men came back. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The new episode wasn't that great, but what are you going to do? What you got to do? Yeah, but that's the great thing about Mad Men is, is that they tend to be, any other episode will be themed uh, specifically around individual characters, too. It mm-hmm. won't just be about... Everyone but Don, you know, Don Draper will show up or something yeah. like that. But the next episode may be all about just Peggy. And then mm-hmm. they'll have another episode about this guy and that guy. That's kind and of there's enough characters within the cast within a season of 12, 12 episodes. Almost every character gets like their own yeah. super episode. So it's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. That's Mad Men. Bill, did you watch Doctor Who? Doctor Who? What? Which, which episode was this week's? This was, was the one with the lady who's the queen of blah, 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 memories, blah, 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 song. Oh, is it the little girl? <laughs> Here's, here's what happened to me. That's Doctor a Doctor. Who I actually liked this episode. I liked it too. Jo- I was watching this with Joshua Bahar and they were laughing. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's like so Who. dopey. Exactly. I feel like that's what <laughs> Doctor Who on a best day should be. No, but I it actually kind of like. this dopey mess. I really liked the first half of this episode because there was no obvious bad guy yeah. yet. Yeah. And that's the thing. Doctor Who tends to fall into the, uh, into the pits, into the problem pit of. Within the first five minutes of an episode, you know who's going to be the bad guy. Somebody yeah. will show up, and you know yeah. they've got an evil secret plan. Yeah. Or everyone's suddenly addicted to, like, cookie, or like chocolate chip cookies. And so you know by the end of the episode you're going to find that chocolate chip cookies are actually eating people from the inside out. Or they're alien invaders shaped like chocolate chip cookies. You know, exactly. Right. At least with this episode, there's a lot of the episode was just... Uh, the Doctor and Clara just running yeah. around this new world. Just I like kind it's just about the wonder of the universe, which yeah. is theoretically what they're in this game for. It still ends with them almost, almost getting eaten by a giant flash animated planet. It was really silly. But it was like, I, like, I really like... the planet gets happy and sad, its eyes just kind of move like... <laughs> kind of I liked I liked the Doctor's waistcoat and his little watch. Oh, his new little outfit. I like little his plum colored waistcoat. Yeah. So good. So good. Spends, I enjoy his sartorial decisions. I like that he spends 10 minutes of this episode just holding up a door. <laughs> yep. Also, they're yeah, they're singing. What else happened? I guess um, she finds out that the doctor's a creep now. He's all been like skulking on her. On well, Clara through figure time. Out what she is. Man, that's a little you, weird when she's was like, it you who told me the theory that Clara's Doctor Who, or that she's that's a Time just, Lord. I don't. I didn't say that, but I know that's been a. Someone theory. told me that she is Doctor Who, or well, that she is a Time Lord, and now I'm gonna be really sad if she's not. Because what I liked, and uh, as I'm watching this episode, I'm like, oh man, she really likes children. Oh man, she's got like this curiosity. Oh, oh man, she's kind of a dick. One of the theories is that she's actually the doctor's granddaughter. Who oh, the doctor they, was. He, which he would went actually... out of his way to mention that in this last episode. Yeah, exactly. Making allusion yeah. to his granddaughter. Yeah, which episode. could be kind of. Which would make her a time lord, technically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she eventually, like, back in the 60s, she just wandered off and started doing her own thing. But we've never seen her since, so who huh. knows? Yeah. 
I don't with this with Stephen Moffat kind of fucking up all the mysteries. Yeah, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? I know. Whatever the solution really? is, it's going to be completely exactly. arbitrary. Well, so there's no fair, use in trying to figure it out. When have you ever seen a serialized television show where, that had an element of mystery to it that was satisfying in its resolution? Doctor Who. Well, I mean, I mean, seriously, especially. of any TV show. Any TV show. Um, Nothing think, what, spoils what the romance. Within well, the last, you got, like, your X-Files. You got, like, your, your well, Battlestar. You got yeah, your Lost. You got your... Like, there's never been a show I was going to say, Bad hasn't fucked things up yet, but that's not really does a show have, based on mystery. Does it have yeah. any, an unknown element that is pulled through? But Doctor Who has it? had little mini-mysteries in the past yeah. that weren't... That kind of got pulled off okay, but Stephen Moffat with the whole like who is River Song and the whole that stuff. Those are especially so bad that oh man, we, we can talk about this Geek Week. Oh well, that's that's Geek Week news and review stuff. We'll talk about that later. But we have more Doctor Who's news. I later. will change. But the I thought it was then. a cute episode though. Yeah. Bill, did you play any video games this week, Bill? I tried. I got like five minutes into replaying Bioshock in 1999 mode. Oh, I thought you played Luigi Mansion. Luigi oh no, I did do that. I forgot about that. I got tired. No, about halfway through Luigi's Mansion. Did you ever play? You never played any GameCube games, did you? Uh, I borrowed a friend's GameCube to play Skies of Arcadia. Was that what it was called? Was that good? It was great. I oh, those are good things about it. And Animal Crossing. What do you think of Animal? Set. What do you think of the original? My, my sister Crossing? and I played it together. We had a good time. Yeah, that's coming out for the my, see. That's my thing. It's not that I dislike Animal Crossing. It's that I played Animal Crossing <laughs> with my it sister. It so much ten years ago, <laughs> and it's only barely changed no uh luigi's mansion uh this is the sequel to the original luigi's mansion that was on the gamecube it's uh it's cute you're just still running around i never really played the first one i've seen other people play joshin uh my housemate joshin he's a huge uh fan of luigi's mansion actually his ringtone on his cell phone for a lot of people is luigi mansion's theme and but yeah it's it's a it is like a little almost like adventure game except um Instead of walking through an environment talking to people to get puzzle stuff, it's all environmental puzzle. Like, a lot of it's, like, physics puzzles or even, like, fighting boss ghosts. Uh, the boss ghosts uh, are defeated in stages, and you'll have to figure out, like, if the boss is rampaging around, you have, might have to grab behind. Like, you might have to, like, use your vacuum cleaner to, like, suck on something, which will cause something to collapse and fall on top of the ghost. Or, do like, all kinds of weird little environmental stuff. You have to figure out all this different stuff you can do between... Using your flashlight uh-huh. to flash your light on stuff to kind of stun things or mm-hmm. things in the environment that uh, will react to the flashlight, or like I said, just using either the push, a uh, suck, or blow action on the on the uh, on your little vacuum cleaner thing. Yeah, and so you're doing a lot of things where you're just like like unwrapping mummies. Yeah, and you know, so it, but it turns out there's ghosts inside the mummies, and then you have to suck up the ghosts and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's very cute. Uh, the only unfortunate thing about it is that the controls are kind of terrible because it is a game where you have two controls of axis where mm-hmm. uh, you have to, you know, control Luigi, Luigi throughout the environment. And ideally, you would have a second thumbstick to control how he aims. Yeah. Just like any kind of, like, yeah. third-person action game. With the DS only still, only has one uh, circle pad. And so you're doing a lot of the aiming with the, the face buttons, and it's just, like, really, like, mm. And yeah. especially there is a lot of stuff in the game where you have to aim down or aim up. Yeah. And there's something in the game built into where if you tilt the whole system down, mm-hmm. you'll, you, like, Luigi will bend down, or, or vice versa, if you tilt the controller, if you uh, tilt the 3DS up, he'll, like, look up. But if you're playing with 3D, that fucks up with, like, how oh, the 3D yeah. works on the screen, so you uh. don't want to do that. So I'm spending a, most of my time playing with the 3D off, yeah. And it's a cool little game. Graphics and music thing are great, but like I said, the controls are just that thing this game definitely needs a second thumbstick. It yeah. it's it took me a couple of hours to get used to the controls and I still there's been a like even uh, this afternoon I was fighting a boss battle where 
I had to fight like six or seven ghosts who were just chasing me in a big circle, and yeah. I just could not like finesse the controls well enough. I could move Luigi around well enough because I had the, yeah. the control stick for that. But just, like, finessing my aim so I could, like, aim in a particular part of 3D space with my uh, vacuum cleaner. I just couldn't do it because, like I said, I was kind of stuck with the face buttons to do that. And I was just like, yeah. ah! It's like playing an N64 oh. game where yeah. that just had one thumbstick. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, video games. So, Which is funny because, like, the original GameCube had two thumbsticks. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming yeah. the control was better in the original Luigi's Mansion than it is in this game. Oh, well. But it's, it's cute. It's got a great kooky atmosphere. Luigi still sings the Luigi's Mansion theme as he plays. Oh. I mean, he gets really scared. <laughs> it is, it's oh, hilarious. Luigi. Um, I've been I've been on the other end of the gaming spectrum this week, so I uh, played some P- some games on my computer. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, is it PC games? Well, I, I still don't have dual boot. I can't afford to dual boot my computer uh, yeah. yet. So well, you spent, you spent all the money just to get the computer, yeah. Exactly. So give me a couple of months on that. Oh, shit. We promised Grumpy Turtle we'd have a plan for playing World of Warcraft by the next episode. Were we supposed to start playing this weekend? I can't remember. Because I'm not going to have time this weekend because i got taxes to do. Yeah, you got taxes. Grumpy Turtle, he's going to strangle <laughs> well, the shit out of us. No one else cares. It's just Grumpy Turtle. No, we had some other people say they want to play WoW with it's us. It's not going to happen, Bill. No, it's going to happen. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to make no, no, no. it happen. We're going to play World of Warcraft, but it's going to be you and me and Grumpy And then Turtle. we're going to play League of Legends. Because oh, League of God. Legends to start up oh, on Mac. Oh, my God. You guys are going to kill me. <laughs> I don't know. Is League of Legends supposed to be like World of Warcraft? Is no. it just like one of those? No, it's like an esports thing. It's like a, It's almost like a... I thought it was just World of Warcraft. I know it's supposedly the most it's, popular computer game out right now. It's like... It's not, it's not like World of Warcraft. It's like... It's like league-based play. It's like team-based play. It's kind of like... I mean, it's more like... A, it's closer to Team Fortress than it is to World of Warcraft. Oh, the last time I was at Stumptown last year, the last comic book convention I was at, half the people they would, half the people I saw would come up to my table and be like, oh, I'm into video games. They'd be like, oh, I, I, you should be part of my LOL gill. I'm like, what the hell's LOL? I'm like, League of Legends, you should play it. I'm a level 32 archmage. I have vampire guns. <laughs> Like, I even know World of Warcraft and even what they're telling me with the League of Legends shit doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just throwing that out there. No, but, oh, shit. Have you even, you should at least download and install I do World need of Warcraft. to download Because you can download and install for free just to get it up. I should do it and fire it up and fuck around a little bit so I'm ready to play with y'all. Anyway, you my point so being, excited I'm really it. excited about it. My point <laughs> being is that... Well, you said you're going to become a cow person, right? I'm going to be a Tarin. Yeah, so that I means will, we I all will, have to be evil people to play I will, with you. I will not be a Tarin if... if no, no, it's no problem. Down. I got no problem rerolling Because on character. the good guys, who can I be in the good guys? Because I just you have a dwarf. A, you could be a dude, a dwarf... Well, I've can only I, played like a fucking elf for bullshit. I only created a dwarf character, so I only know what the good side guy, good good guy side is like. So it'd be kind of cool to try the bat. Oh, why are cow people inherently evil? That's a good the last last I played World of Warcraft, I got killed in the cow people part <laughs> because you essentially start off in cow Africa. <laughs> Yeah. And cow so, Africa. if I had to start off like as a fellow cow person or something, that, that would yeah. be like a re- rebirth. There you go, Bill. Uh, so yeah. I, but no, I played some uh, games on my Mac this week, which was kind of interesting. On my Macintosh. So this week's hum- humble bundle was a Blendo games. Blendo is Blendo? a one guy operation. This guy, uh, Brendan Chung, he's made a bunch of little games, but he the most came familiar. to my attention in that he did these two games. Gravity Bone and its sequel, 30 Flights of Love. Oh, I've heard the Hey Ash guy suck this guy's dick a whole bunch. Well, I've heard a lot of people suck this guy's dick. And I'm like, well, for four bucks, sure, I'll fucking, I'll throw down. I'll play these games. And uh, so I played both 30 30 Flights of Loving and Gravity Bone. They're interesting little games. 30 Flights of Loving is only about 15 minutes long. So I feel weird 
talking about it. It'll because... take you t- longer to talk about it than it will to Well, play no, it. because the whole thing about 30 Flights of Loving is about just experiencing it. It's, I mean, What's this the in the least the shitty game? way, it's an art game. It's a first person, I don't, I can't say exploration. Wow. You're going to sell a ton of copies. Well, no, I mean, it's a, I, I recommend playing it, especially while it's on this humble bundle for like yeah. dirt cheap. But I'll start with Gravity Bone. Mm-hmm. Gravity Bone is its prequel. Gravity Bone is a two levels of this game. It's super, super short. And you are a spy named Agent uh, Kane, Agent Kane, I think, Agent Cable, uh, you are sent to the scenario to, to kill a man. So you go and you make this kill and you succeed in that. And then you go to another mission and you have another kill and things go awry along the way. I kind of preferred Gravity Bone to 30 Flights of Loving because Gra- Gravity Bone was really kind of more like a short story. Mm-hmm. With just kind of a striking ending, whereas Thirty Flights of Loving was more like a. This is gonna sound dickish. It was more like a tone poem. It was more like I mean, Thirty Flights of Loving felt a lot more art arty, whereas Gravity Bone was more engaging. But if you buy Thirty Flights of Loving, you get Gravity Bone wrapped into it. Oh, that's fantastic! Um, but yeah, it's just one guy who's just trying to figure out his, his premise in making Thirty Flights of Loving was: it could you tell a game with a clear and concise narrative without any dialogue whatsoever? And he does a really good job. And the tricks he uses to do so are kind of great. What I liked about arguably what I liked most about Thirty Flights of Loving was that after you beat it, you can play it again with commentary, where you can go in and there's these floating nodes in the world where they can, he can he'll talk to you a little bit why he did things and also he'll show you like making models and everything like that i mean it's just kind of cool to have one person do this entire game do an entire game and just try to tell a very interesting story and you can see how there are things is there sound yeah okay oh yeah there's music and it was actually a really good score and uh, there's music and everything like sound effects and everything like that's really impressive it's one guy it's a cool it's a neat little first person game isn't it is it like it's 3d that like it's like polygonal it's not just like the character models are really simple like they have big square heads i would imagine you know like you're more more interested in telling the story it doesn't hurt for having that so do people converse with like pantomime and stuff as opposed to you know like they'll it's 15 minutes long they'll 15 minutes long cost four bucks why not yeah i I recommend it's available natively for mac yeah okay it is oh i'm assuming also pc but so yeah of course i think even for linux but yeah it's it's an interesting little game i enjoyed it very much well worth my four dollars oh i forgot with luigi's mansion uh if you get killed if you find a golden bone somewhere in the environment before a boss fight Uh you get resurrected by a ghost dog (laughs) <laughs> yeah i a cartoon 1930s style ghost dog oh it's awesome when luigi falls he he gets killed he the, the ghost dog comes up licks his face until he wakes up and that's awesome i don't know for some reason just just your knowing you and how much you like dogs i just i just thought, I thought yeah of course there. i'd be into the ghost dog you could borrow and you know what technically you would do would you still want to no. want to borrow the 3ds back to play I would like uh, to fire play, emblem? maybe play fire emblem one day now that i don't want to borrow it back tonight Possibly. Yeah, you can do that. I'm see. not done with Luigi's Mansion, but I, oh, I can no, no, find Oh, no, no, no. Bill, with... Bill, finish Luigi's Mansion. For fuck's sake. I'm not going to play any Next week? Soon. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Next week. But I was thinking about this. I'm like, what games do I have for the rest of the year? I'm gonna... No, Bioshock Infinite was it. It was it. I'm, we're gonna, I well, got you got Last, Last of, of Us coming up. Which I'm comes out still, month after next. I'm still interested in Fuse. Fuse comes out and Wait, which one's month. Fuse? Fuse is the one that started out as Project Overstrike, and it was really cartoony and engaging. Yes, before, we have. Yeah. We've had this exact conversation. And they redid it and made it called Fuse to make it more appealing. It's from the crew who did, oh God, what's their names? 
They did like Spyro the Dragon and stuff, Insomniac games. Oh, okay. So the I mean these guys have a pedigree, and even though they redesigned it and everything like that, it's still very engaging. Mm-hmm. And it's couch co-op, so I could play with my wife. Oh, that's cool. So I'm looking forward to it. But um yeah, I was thinking about it, like so we got few. Well, you gotta wait till E three happens. We've that's got... when you're really gonna find out what's Saints coming out. Saints Row later this year. But the, like there's I a guess whole bl- I'm gonna play after August, everything's a big blank spot, aside from uh Assassin's Creed four. It's almost like there's new console coming I know, out. What's up, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Fucking mysterious. But yeah, no, you do have that is great that you have Saints Row four. Yeah. And Grand Theft Auto Five coming out with like a m- within a month yeah. of each other. Guess which one I'm more excited about. I know that's the best part. Yeah. Oh man, it'll be a heartbreaker if people are disappointed with uh, with with Saints Row Four. There's no way it can live up to its expectations. Especially, it seems like it's had a pretty rushed development cycle. I'll be very curious yeah. to see what kind of stage it actually. Well, Saints Row Three was such an unexpectedly delightful you, game that it was beloved by all. Did you see uh this new Far Cry Three Blood Dragon game that's coming? It looks batshit. <laughs> Until today, I still thought it was an April Fool's joke that people no. were still running with. That's a game that's coming out like next week. Well, it's 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 DLC. It's standalone DLC. But yeah, you don't need the, the original game to play yeah. it though. It's DLC. It's essentially it's running it's off like the Far Cry Three back. engine. Yeah, yeah, except it's all like nineteen eighties. It's crazy. Shit. It's like what's your character's name? Like Max Stallion or something? Yeah, and like, like Colt Thunder. He, he's an ex-Vietnam soldier who now lives in the future fighting robots. Yeah, he has like, like a like cyborg that. arm and shit. God bless him. I haven't seen too much of the trailers. I like I said, I kept on thinking it was just a big joke and like. Well, like, I tried. The, China the Bomb today was like, no, uh, here we just finally got to play a preview build, and I'm like, really? That's it's really coming out like Which, right now. Well, I mean, you know, Far Cry Three was a fun game. Yeah. The problems with that game were just the. If you took out all the pretentious story. bullshit. Just added yeah. actually, like like metal T Rex dinosaurs and shit. Did you read hilarious. the Did you read the interview with what's his name Jeffrey Yehalem, who was the head writer for Far Cry Three on? Well, Rock I saw. Was that the? Is this the one where he was talking with another writer too? Yeah, was he's him talking about the the writer of um, Spec Ops. Uh, yeah, Spec Ops: The Line. I saw, I I I saw the link. I opened it. And I was like, I don't think I could subject myself. I got to pretty much the first big block quote from the guy who did Far Cry 3. And I'm like, I can't. I can't can't handle this. This guy's too stupid to live. He's such a dumb, dumb. He he obviously means well. But he is a a textbook definition of a dumb, dumb. He does, he does, he does, he he can't, he can't grasp the shit he's, he's working with. The building blocks. That he's working with thematically, he just doesn't understand. Yeah. I was just... more interested in the um, Spec Ops guy because yeah. he was basically saying that the game, when it was uh, obviously, no, this is obvious when you think about it, but when it was pitched, it was not meant at all to be an indictment of video I games. It was supposed that. to be just a regular. Else, yeah. And then they just realized at some point that you know they could uh, do. So is that writer actually part of the development team? He's not just like a, a writer. They, they they just yanked in. Are you talking about a Jaeger or at Ubisoft? Whoever did uh, um, Spec, Spec Ops, yeah. I can't remember now. I think that would suggest that maybe crew. he's actually part of the development team and not just like yeah. I don't know because I you've been hearing so many first per, uh, first person uh, video game writers just sound like they're just kind of brought in like the little like yeah yeah they're brought well, in freelance. He, is, he talks about how he's like one of the frustrations and being a writer for a game like that is you'll have you'll be asked to write for cutscenes that have already been animated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like you kind of just kind well, of that's especially it out. if he's a, if he's if he's an actual part of that studio and if he gets to continue to work with that same studio and all, other stuff and he's I, I'm assuming he's been emboldened by the relative critical success of uh, Spec Ops. Uh, who God knows how much. How much? How many copies of the game is sold? It, it bombed terribly. Did it bomb? Yeah, it no, bombed really not. badly. Maybe we won't be seeing too much of his work in the future. But but it was a critical darling, which yeah. counts for something. How I many think games they get it with Spec Ops. How many games did they think they were gonna sell with that thing? Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, it was a hard game to market. Like if you like, cause I I downloaded I got as far as downloading the demo because I heard good things about it and I played that demo and then I never touched it again because it looks like a piece of shit. And imagine instead of a second thumbstick to control where you aim, you had a touch screen <laughs> and four face buttons and had to move the controller to look up. Except when you did that, the screen wouldn't work anymore. I thank you, 3ds. I'm gonna change the subject to bookers. I was excited because the other day my Benign Kingdom Kickstarter stuff the hell's rolled Benign in. Kingdom? Benign Kingdom is a really cool oh, Kickstarter. It's, it's run by George Rohack and crew where it's basically they choose each season for artists to feature in a comic book sized um, art book and then prints. The trick with Benign Kingdom is that by by pre-ordering through Kickstarter, you don't get to pick if you pick if you just want one, you don't get to pick which one. Yeah. So they do it so that it's kind of like a blind box thing, and more to the point, so that they they if one artist is more popular, they won't necessarily get funded at the expense of others. Yeah. So the point, only yeah. way to get all four is to pledge at a certain level. It's a very savvy way of doing things, but it's also great because sometimes that means that I will be looking, I will be exposed to artists I wouldn't necessarily. So which Kickstarter? Wh- which which one of the packages was this? Was this just, okay? Kickstarter that was just funded like back at Christmas that you're just getting the you know Benign Kingdom the they're not fucking around they you, you, you it said, was yeah, like it's a quarterly. month or two ago oh really okay, yeah, yeah they they fucking whipped well that it around. sounds like this is not the first this is obviously well it's not the first comic that's done their third so or they've obviously built a pipeline where they're pretty yeah. quick as they'll just do another Kickstarter for that quarter yeah release the comics people get it it really is almost like a subscription yeah, the infrastructure model. in place it's a smart it's a smart use of the kickstarter system yeah. and it's a beautiful beautiful result it's gotta be a bitch doing like four kickstarters a year though so this essentially the same thing not essentially the same thing but it's, it's a different, different roster market of artists every each time, time. exactly yeah, that's true. like your market for your like so the, is it comics a bunch of different it's, comics no, it's art it is just art sometimes okay. it'll be comic artists but or illustrators but yeah it's art just art Sketches. They might want. Sketches. You want my Bioshock Infinite Alphonse movie? Bill, I'm just saying you would be a primo candidate for Benign Kingdom. Yeah, just drop them a line. Yeah, Bill. Anyway, the other video game I played this week, <laughs> I wanted you. to say real quick. Uh, I friend of the podcast, Grumpy Turtle, is, is a sweetheart and got me uh some games on Steam because he's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. The games I really wanted to play were PC only, so I'm like, fuck. I guess I'll play these. So I played. I fired up Machinarium and Deponia. I played these both because they're. Oh, Machinarium is the shit. What the hell is Deponia? Adventure games. It's a. It's a. It's a adventure game. It's like a. a lushly animated. Sounds like you're going to be deponied, as in you're a character riding a pony and someone takes it away. I'm from sure you. it'll get to that eventually. Well, it's just funny because these are both old school adventure games. Like Machinarium is almost almost an art game yeah. adventure game and that there's very little narrative dis- beyond what you can pull from just the environment and your character's interaction in the environment. It's beautifully rendered, It's but it's mostly just puzzle solving. Whereas Deponia is more like an, and I may be saying that wrong, it's more like an old school adventure game along the lines of your... Um, uh, space quests and your monkey islands mm-hmm. where you've got your quirky protagonist wandering on the environment making comments and blah blah it's beautiful it's the art is fantastic but it's interesting because I, I used to only play adventure games they used to be my number one type of video game i mm-hmm. love them so much it was an era before walkthroughs and shit so when you were stuck you were stuck and it was so funny because i'm playing this game and i'm like I don't know if I have a taste for adventure games anymore. No. It's like, I well, feel it like... Well, something that, like, it's... 
You know, just because you liked adventure games, all even if adventure games were your favorite genre as a kid, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to say stay the same way for the rest of your life. Absolutely. I've got oh, to it's the a point different now, thing if you just don't like adventure games. Now that's a little bit of a different. Oh thing. no, I love I love what you can do adventure games. I like the their slower pace. I like their focus on characters and dialogue. Yeah. I love all those aspects of it. And with old school adventure games, I like their focus on art. Like your your full throttles and your you know your even to some degree like your um, Gabriel Knights and shit like there was yeah. a lot of focus on just even like the Discworld games were beautiful. This game actually reminds me but most it of like the Discworld games. These games don't have a lot of dialogue. I mean, I know I like Pioneer does. Handsome. Oh, it does. But okay, I never yeah. got beyond the tutorial because I there I had to find four. You know objects. what? Also, you have shit to do. You got life to worry about. This that's you know, kind you, of the thing you, though. It's like, like adventure games need... require a time investment that you don't necessarily have. Well, it's not these even days. that. It's like if I'm if I get stuck in a puzzle. For more than 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't care what um, Ron Gilbert says where he's like, oh, we should go and sit down and think about it and come back to it. I'm like, no, no, no. no. That's not the There's a difference yeah. between a puzzle that I'm going to solve by thinking about it as opposed to I haven't clicked in enough things in the environment to magically find this object that I've combined with this yeah. other object to cause this thing to happen. And Deponia in particular falls prey to that quite a bit. Um, like I said, I haven't even gotten out of the tutorial, and I'm like, oh, no, that's not true. I've gotten to the environment immediately after the tutorial, and I can't get past it. Because there's one aspect of the puzzle that's not that's not coming together for me. It's just funny. It used to be my favorite thing. And well, I've been looking forward to playing these games. Oh, that that sucks. That's unfortunate. Well, I'll go back and play them some more, but I'm going to play Thanks, them with Grumpy a walkthrough. Thanks, Grumpy Turtle! We're going to complain more gonna, about Grumpy Turtle! I'm going to play them with a walkthrough. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's totally cheating. But I'm actually going to enjoy the games, because then I can actually fucking see them. The terrible thing, uh, going back to Luigi's Mansion one last time, I'm kind of playing that with a walkthrough too yeah. because Luigi's Mansion is enough of an adventure game where again it's a little more like machinarium where you really don't have characters you're interacting with in the environment it's just you're right. just walking from very pretty room very pretty room just uh, solving physics based puzzles and right. stuff and like taking one thing from here to uh, putting it over here <laughs> to get a machine working or something like yeah. that but again it has that adventure game logic where sometimes you have to do really arbitrary shit to progress uh, I got stuck in this graveyard where I ran into a toad. You know, it's a Super Mario Brothers toad. Mm -hmm. And I had to suck him up with my vacuum cleaner. Not suck him in, but just, like, pick him up with my vacuum cleaner. Take him over to an arbitrary coffin, put him on top of the coffin, and then jump on top of the coffin myself. Even though there's no jump button in the game, there's nothing to suggest that you have to jump up on there with him. Mm -hmm. So you're being asked to do something that you usually don't do in the game. Yeah. And then you, you guys both jump on top of this coffin, and the weight of the your... your both your guys' bodies on top of the coffin right. cause it to collapse and turn out there's, like, an elevator mine shaft beneath the coffin. Mm. But still, like, I had to look up at mine because, like, yeah. like, I just, like, I got to this dead end where it's just a bunch of coffins laying around. I'm like, what the what? And there's a toad. I'm like, okay, but, like, there's these elements here I'm supposed to manipulate, but I'm not quite sure what the hell I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, that's it's a, a little hint of adventure. Games. Yeah. Because you shouldn't, your puzzle should never be easy. I thought, of all things, I thought Tomb Raider was really good at this. What kind where... of puzzles? That wasn't a very puzzle heavy game that, though a game doesn't have to be puzzle heavy to not have puzzles in it there's still elements of the environment that you have to manipulate using tools that you have in your toolbox that's true, yeah that is what a puzzle is to my definition yeah. it's something you have to logically apply things that you have access or either items or abilities you have access to to solve yeah. and tomb raider i think did an excellent job where it caused me to stop and think but i was never actually stuck it was it was just like all the tombs and shit like, there was never one well, that was so challenging that I had to, like, throw my controller down in frustration. There was very little in Tomb Raider where 
you got to a point in the game where you're supposed to do something where, where you never had done it before. Yeah. Because usually whatever you had oh, to yeah. do in order to get past something was just simply like remembering, oh, that's right, I still have this tool. Maybe I haven't used it in a couple hours in yeah. the game, but I still have like, this pickaxe I can climb yeah. with or destroy this or I have a rope or I can do... Th- yeah, you just have to remember what's in your inventory and then you can usually uh, figure right. a way around this. It's not like this Luigi's Mansion thing where you suddenly have to do something that you've never done yeah. in the game before, like... Yeah, taking a character and putting it on top of this other thing that you never really thought you could interact with and yeah. stuff like that. But and it made me yeah. realize like one of the reasons why I love The Walking Dead so much is that there are only like one or two inventory puzzles in an entire well, game. It's, just, it's Mass Effect dialogue conversation. It's yeah. not a puzzle game. I and mean, there's one or two of those just to have it. Well, yeah. just because it's it's part of the adventure game DNA. Might as well throw a couple of those. Well, in there. and it makes sense just, in those just moments. Communicating but, with people. Yeah. That's the best part of that game. Yeah, well, those are almost my favorite parts of the adventure game. Yeah. So, thank you, Walking Dead, for catering to them. How's there not an Adventure Time adventure game? Well, you know, I wondered that um, Telltale, I thought this was a April Fool's joke. They announced for, um, on April Fool's, another night in the inventory poker game. Yeah. And um, the the characters are, like, GLaDOS is dealing. And it's Sam from Sam and Max. Uh, Ash from Evil Dead? Uh, but it's not clap trap, I, I, and then Brock Samson from yeah. Venture Brothers. And as I'm playing this, all I can, or as I'm watching this demo, all I could think of was either there is an Evil Dead and or Venture Brothers game in development from Telltale, or there was one of each, and it got killed. Yeah, killed because it is an arbitrary ass mix of characters. And supposedly, Bizarre. it's not what's his face uh, voicing Ash from the Evil Dead either. Oh, of course not. It's not Bruce Campbell. They yeah. can't afford Bruce Campbell. Are you what kidding? the hell is Bruce Campbell? doing these days getting his dick sucked to conventions for 50 dollars a head that's it did you hear about uh do you care about evil dead spoilers for the new evil evil dead remake i've been reading a lot of stuff about how it breaks the r rating because the ending is so graphic the whole movie is i know supposedly she cuts off her hand just like uh, no that's not what people are oh no what is it there is the climax of the movie i'm not gonna say it but it's apparently so grotesquely brutal oh yeah there are a lot of people who said how can this movie be rated r and like the king's speech be rated r not make sense it's totally broken and one, thing, one article i'm reading i don't know they just did and one article i've been read pointed out that this fucks up the r rating system in perpetuity because they they introduced a thing where you can if you're having a movie uh rated you can bring up other movies as precedent oh yeah yeah so you can well, say it's almost like, like the law yeah where, like you if, if you judge a movie a certain way that kind of yeah exactly yeah like you other people can always point to like well so and so did this yeah. And blah, blah, blah. yeah so man I have no interest in seeing the Evil Dead. Oh, no, i got to look that up now. Not the least of which being the... The Evil Dead movies are actually not very good. I've never seen the first one. I saw the second one was... I thought it was cute, but I never understood why people were like, oh my god, Evil Dead 2. Same thing with Evil Dead 3. I thought it was like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but... Yeah, so I have no vested interest in It's not my sort of movie. Not my sort of movie at all. That's just not my... But supposedly, stuff happens. Yes, Phil. Stuff happens. Not spoilers, but... Yeah, fuck Evil Dead. Who gives a shit about Evil Dead? Lots of people. But then, that's I have to see what the hell happens. How that movie gets the fuck. Well, I guess it is a remake of the original film. Yeah. Even down to the fact that the main character is named Ash, even though it's a lady this time. Although supposedly it does leave the door open for her to eventually meet Bruce Campbell's Ash. And it's Why been not? suggested that I don't know if Sam Raimi himself said this, but they've been talking about supposedly like they could do a sequel. To the Evil Dead Three, which would also be a sequel to this remake of the Evil Dead, which would have uh, sexy girl Ash and old fat Ash dick sucking <laughs> at conventions. Ash <laughs> meet and hang out or something. I, 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 I've not Why been paying attention, but not? I've heard that bandied around. Oh but. man, we're such this is a terrible podcast. I know. 
Alright friends, we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna come back and talk about some geeky stuff. Perhaps a geek we can review. <laughs> about the rest of my stuff that's not keeping Bill, you. talk about your two other things. I'm just saying Relish, uh, Lucy Nice. You talked about last week. Is yeah. good. I finished it. It's good. Did you relish Dot, 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 the end. <laughs> um, and Hawkeye. I just wanted to, uh, want to bring this up because I know you like Hawkeye, too. Uh, I'm, I'm only halfway finished with the book, but it's really cool. Uh, Hawkeye is the graphic novel of the dude from the Avengers who does not have powers. Yes. It's great because this comic... I'm reading the collected, I think it's like the first six issues put together mm-hmm. in one big volume. Mm-hmm. They never actually talk about who he is or where he came no. from. No. All you know is he's broke. Yep. And he fights tracksuit vampire guys. They're like this weird like <laughs> Russian gang. <laughs> and then he has this, like his friend who's a lady, but they're not girlfriend or boyfriend. They're just hanging yeah. out. But I guess and she's she used also to be Hawkeye, Hawkeye for a while. Yeah, they're both and Hawkeye. And that's it. They just get into adventures. Well, I like that the joke is that he's Hawkeye. Oh, is Hawkeye. that what it is? That's, okay, that's yeah. kind of the joke. And it's, I love... It's almost like formatted like a TV show yeah, where like every so. every every issue is just the getting into adventures, but you're not really exploring where he came from. There's no like really crazy drama and stuff. And uh, I'm a little bummed because the artist who did the artwork for the first couple issues, he seems to uh, disappear after a couple issues. They have a rotating roster. I'm pretty sure that guy comes back. But that guy, yeah, he has such a great gritty but kind of naturalistic style. Yeah. That, I like, love the color. Yeah. Not that the so rest good. of it's bad or anything like that. Oh, no, it's super but solid. But the first the half of the graphic novel, the artwork and the writing just match each other totally just to, to a perfect T. And graphic then the novel is the douchiest word. Every time I you say it, it well, I just want to make clear you. that I'm reading the actual collection, not just like... Yeah. Yes. one-off issue you're not reading i'm only up to six like page. a tool like annie <laughs> i know but no it's a good book hawkeye hawkeye is really good it I makes before, me more again. interested in watching a new avengers movie going exactly oh well, we why talked isn't about this jeremy renner's character that interesting is this guy yeah well that we talked about this in the past hawkeye is pretty much explicitly aimed towards hawkeye fangirls from oh is that avengers. what it is well hawkeye was like from a, like a fandom perspective. Is it the exact same guy? Because I can't remember if they've actually mentioned his no. name in the comic. Well, I mean, oh, it, it's it is like Clint Cliff. Martin. Oh, that's what it that's is. That's his Clint. name. But it's not. It's not in the universe of the movie. But the whole point well, of no, this series. The, of the, movie, but yeah. the whole point of the series is to be accessible to people who have never read any of the Hawkeye. He comics. He spends half that's as why much time at barbecues as yeah. he does fighting stuff. It's great. The whole second issue, which is all about him, like he's yeah. being he and his girl pizza f- dog. It was Pizza Dog, and there's also, like, he's being chased by the tracksuit vampires in this car chase, <laughs> and he's trying to blow them up in this car chase, except his lady friend who's driving the car while he's leaning out the car window shooting uh, these cars that are chasing him, he's trying to shoot these cars with the arrows that, from his quiver that she's randomly handing him, but because he's Hawkeye, all of his arrows do crazy weird shit, and so he can't, like, he's, like, accidentally shooting, like, bolo arrows and all this shit that doesn't do anything. He's like, come on, give me, the like, the dynamite arrow, and she hands him, like, the fucking marshmallow arrow that shoots marshmallows or something like that. It's a very good comic. It's a good comic. It's yeah. really solid. Super good stuff. I want to see that as a TV show. Fuck S.H.I.E.L.D. and the uh, Avengers. What are the hell TV show that's going to be? I want to see What are you going to do, Bill? Although, supposedly, Bill? that should be good, too. Are you ready? Are you ready for some I think, yeah, we, I have girded my loins. Are you prepared emotionally and for physically? For this geek, we can review. 
hopefully this should be a short podcast now that we're not talking for two hours about bioshock Infinite. <laughs> god that was a crazy podcast at week. the top of the geek week interview uh beloved portland man ben dewey uh, has a friend who uh, had a child who was having a hard time, was was having some... Uh, His uh, legs got fucked up. a walker, and Ben Dewey turned it into an AT, an at-at walker. Ben Dewey, he, brilliant. he's a, uh, one of the guys down at Periscope Studio yeah. in downtown Portland. He does the tragedy series of Tumblr fame. Yeah, he's fantastic, and... Yeah, he's a big he's, Star Wars nerd, He's too. done some Star Wars comics. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess his friends had a, was a four-year-old son who had, like, his legs needed uh, to be operated on. But he, like, I guess it really hurt for him to walk on his legs to recuperate, and he didn't want to use his walker because it hurt too much, and so, yeah. Well, because it was, you know, you're a kid. But did, did she, like, Ben Dewey also sculpted, like, an ad head yeah. to put on the front of the no, walker? No, brilliant. And, like, the little control panel he painted of Darth Vader talking to the kid. It's so good. And a little targeting You ridicule. guys need to Google Ben Dewey at yeah, walker. walker. It is, so oh my god, Ben Dewey is the best. I love, he's also just a really sweet guy. He's the kind of guy who would... Help build an ad at Walker. Yeah, he's old. he's a good he's a good dude. Oh my god! Someone actually copyrighted the term restaurant. I just I don't have any more details about that. I just want to throw it out that there. Supposedly this is for like a Hooter style establishment. Oh, of, of course it is. Bill. Saying, you never know. Well, there's the thing. Did you see the thing in France where they're trying to actually have like breast milk restaurants? I'm surprised. No. You can also just apply that to no. That's no. that is a movement, a culinary movement. Because the idea is like you know. Why go for cow's milk or goat's milk when, you know, there's already milk that people are supposed to be ingesting. So you make cheese and shit out of that. No, we should also point this out because if we don't point this out, I didn't write about this. We found out about this right before the podcast started. Uh, Disney just got their hand-drawn animation division. Yeah, pretty hard. This news broke just right before we started recording on Thursday nights, which (laughs) would be more devastating if this wasn't like the third time this has happened in a decade. But this is like this is really Disney more or less pulling the plug again, like officially. Well, at least I guess whatever remnants were still behind after yeah. uh, the Prince and the Frog, Princess and the Frog, yeah. yeah. Was... Did the Princess and the Frog do well? Did it just not do well I had enough? Heard, I had heard it actually had made some money. It just wasn't Didn't making well as enough. much money as like I think what happened is Princess and the Frog came out and did okay, but then Tangled came out and just fucking yeah, made like three better. times as much money. Yeah. And just from from an accounting point of view, it makes more sense if. If those two movies cost the same amount to produce, but one makes three times as much, oh yeah, you just keep on making the CGI movies. Woof. Although I don't know what the the hand drawn animation division would have been working on right now, yeah, because it's not like they had a, a a feature in development. Well, they could have, and it just hadn't been announced yet. I bet you they had a couple of things in development. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm assuming the hand drawn animation division was responsible for the animation that drove the Paperman short, which just won an Oscar. So I'm I'm wondering how many of those guys got laid off. I don't know. That's a big man, damn John deal. Man, John Lasseter, man. He must be... He's at home crying right now. Why is he crying? Because he, he was behind trying to bring back the animation department. What? He's got enough money. He could hire these guys. Exactly. To paint personally. his house. To hold them over until 3D falls apart again and they try to make <laughs> another Princess go. and the Frog 2 fight. they're fine. Because you know they're going to... But that hand-drawn animation is never going completely away. Uh, once the next 14 Pixar sequels come out... <laughs> And the Pixar bloom is totally off the fucking rose. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly hand drawn is going to start looking a lot more like, oh, maybe we should get back to doing that again. <laughs> and that'll be the new thing that blows kids' minds. They're like, oh my God, it's like a living drawing. <laughs> it's going to be like this big, unique thing. As long as they're not singing like in Snow White or something like that. That's the thing that kills me because it's not like hand drawn animation has to be. I, I, 
that, that's what kills me with the, with the Princess and the Frog is they went back to the old Disney style formula of the songs and the mm-hmm. big villain and the whole like singing, dancing animals and shit like that. It would have been nice for their one chance to come back and do something with hand drawn animation to have also been something totally different, a different kind of story, not just another princess story. Well, I, know, I appreciate what they're trying, they're to, do trying to do by having a twentieth century story. But that was the thing. Their 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 risk that they took was that it was an African American protagonist and a twenty first century story. Yeah. Those are the risks. They weren't going to throw still, other things. It was a are... story people have seen a billion times, though. Well, I mean, to Bill, children's movies. Like, you don't necessarily look Just for animation. They should have done Inception movies. as a cartoon. <laughs> there you I go. don't know. It's, but you know what I mean, though. I mean, yeah. granted, you're talking about this all the same company that did try to break the hand-drawn animation mold with Atlantis and Treasure Planet and like that. I mean, here's the thing. Disney has tried before, more than once, to do something different, and it's rarely worked out for Can't them. Can't they just go back and rebrand the Iron giant as a disney animated film and just like the iron yeah! giant made eight dollars bill know, but at least even though it's a cult classic <laughs> hey it doubled its money it made 16 dollars man what star wars is disney right can't they make just make imagine how much cheaper will make to make new star wars movies they're just hand drawn there you go oh enormously cheaper yeah. that's why they kept making the clone saga the clone wars things is animated 2d oh, wait, oh i forgot no. they actually had they that, did that <laughs> god damn it 2D? What stories do you tell in 2D animation? If, the Legend of if, Korra. If, <laughs> oh. oh, um. Well, if you were in charge of Disney Animation and they said, hey, Annie Maloney, we will fund any hand-drawn animated feature that you suggest we do, what would you, like, if you were the director, what would you choose? A little girl in ancient Rome. Would it be She's any musical daughter. Would it just be a, dr- a dramatic film? It wouldn't be, be a drama, be songs comedy. And stuff? Wouldn't be a musical, though? not be a musical see if i well, if i'm a person i'm looking back at this proud history of disney animation and musical animation is I'm part not, of it. Not saying it has to be bad but there's different musicals you can do that's not just princess with like singing animals you could do also different you could do sweeney todd it's or part of the history though you know oh man into the woods actually but what is what is gained by making I'm that? I'm just saying, what would make Disney a million dollars would be a four-hour adaptation <laughs> of a super Steven long, Sondheim. really boring Stephen Sondheim musical uh, I really like. I'm going to go into the next note. No, but what would be the conflict in the Little Girl in Rome story? Bill, you asked me to pitch something. I don't know. That's oh, I, thought you, I, I thought you had to pitch a little I've thought. never thought about this quickly. before in my life. It would be called Bravus. Uh, she is the daughter, she's the senator's daughter. There are a lot of expectations of going into, growing into a good Roman woman. She meets a boy who's a slave and he's from some other land and he's more, from a more liberated culture and she wants to be there, but she realizes she actually does want to be in ancient Rome, but she just has to figure out how to live life within that context and yet be herself. There you go, Bill. I would just said Anne Frank Cocker's the <laughs> No, that's, that's actually pretty impressive. Always on, Xbox reveal, supposedly pushed back to May 21st. This after creative director of Microsoft Software Division, Adam Orth, got canned after a sudden Twitter freakout about always on services. To be fair, he did say, hashtag deal with it. <laughs> that makes it all better. When you're shit talking where people Jesus live. Christ. Oh. Anyway, according to the latest rumors, the next Xbox will hit the streets in early November, cost $500, $300 for a quote-unquote subscription model, and launch alongside a 90 version, or excuse me, $99 of the 360 that will connect to the new Xbox to play 360 games. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah. The always-on part of the console is supposedly to only be related to its Apple TV-like streaming media features, but won't keep you from playing games offline. 
Yeah, so the the big immediate news this week is yeah is the firing of Adam Orth, who is the guy. He yeah, well, creative director for Microsoft Studios. Yeah, I'm assuming that's the software portion of Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Did did you really read his his rants or pay attention to what yeah. the hell? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it boiled down to why are people bitching about always on? Everything is always on. I wish everything. I wish my toaster was always on. It'd be great. Yeah. And so, uh, another developer was like, and what about people who live in buttfuck America? And he's I like, why would actually I what, live in buttfuck America? I think America? that's probably what got him canned more than anything oh, else. Oh, yeah. Was, it's fine if you just want to rant about technology, but when you're like, especially calling out portions of the country as being shitholes you would not want to live in, yeah. and you're like the creator director for this giant monolithic company, like, yeah. that's, and you're going to be trying to sell products to places like that in the country? Yeah. Like, that that's as bad as anything else. I mean, I'm sure Microsoft was not happy about I mean, they're already uh, fighting the uh, assumption everyone's making that Microsoft is doing this always online. So this essentially gives a voice to the arrogant uh, attitude that everyone is already prescribing oh, to yeah. Microsoft. And so this is just, this just... Is just like basically like highlighting the narrative that people have already written. For That's Microsoft. a big head honcho fire to get rid of. I mean, yeah. he he wasn't just like a just like a like a texture artist or anything. No, he, he was, was the head of the, the goddamn studio. I guess, he was the it. creative director. Yeah. But yeah, I, okay, I'm, it's interesting because like, I have an Apple TV and I, I did have the power and internet go out the other day and yeah, Apple TV is just a brick if you don't have internet access. Yeah. But only in that you're, it's all about streaming content. This streaming always online streaming stuff music. makes a lot more sense if it is in the context of it's just for Absolutely. its media streaming stuff. Well, everyone uh, has been suspecting the next Xbox would be going head to head up with Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. They've been gunning towards that more or less, you know. Because you can argue that the current the current Xbox, as it stands, has a shit ton of features but, that are unusable without. They're talking access. about supposedly this new Xbox would be yeah five hundred dollars out of the box, three hundred dollars with a subscription. I'm assuming that's uh, they're not clarifying what the subscription is. I'm assuming well, it's this be like is the existing subscription is that to a model cable subscription? Well, it's because there is an existing what do they call it? You can get through Microsoft score stores and Xbox for like hundred bucks. Yeah, but you have that's to subscribe a mi- that's to an Xbox a Microsoft Live Xbox Live. Well, that's the funny thing because if they're really serious about this uh, new Xbox, not just being a video game device, but being just as much as a desktop or a TV top entertainment device like the Apple TV, right? They can't charge people yeah. to use Microsoft or to use Xbox Live. Yeah. If they want to have the the same market saturation as an Apple TV, because an Apple TV all you need is an iTunes account, which is free. You still have to pay for the content. Sure. But you're not being charged to just have access to that store. Yeah. Where it's, that seems to be what Microsoft might want to do if they're going to charge people access. Like, if, if they do the same thing with, like they're doing with the Xbox Live right now where you need to have a gold subscription. Well, no, you can still have a free Xbox Live subscription, the, the, the silver subscription, to mm-hmm. buy stuff. But th- this is interesting. I'm really curious to see what they mean by $300 subscription model. Because that yeah. does suggest you're going to be paying... You know, like a hundred bucks a year for something. Yeah. Assuming that's like a two-year contract. Oh yeah, because like the the current the current subscription model they have, what, you're yeah. paying like seventy five dollars well, more. Well, the description co- of supposedly again, this is all still rumors. <laughs> it's 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 who knows what's actually going to happen. But the descriptions of how the mic, uh, how the Xbox would work with that uh, Apple TV functionality would be, you'd be able to watch normal TV on your Xbox. You could like tune in 
Mm-hmm. Like normal they channels. They have some limited but functionality then, like, the that in Europe. stuff would be overlaid over what you're watching. Yeah. So like you could be watching The Office. Yeah. But then like change the channel but just by swiping your hand and there would be like a menu over the screen. What freaks me out the and... most is what they said was like, so the new Connect is rumored to have, to be able to recognize eye movements yeah. and where it would pause content when you look away from the TV. Which more to the point means when a commercial comes on mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get some coffee while this commercial runs. That's what, yeah, waits I saw that, yeah. For you. Uh, well, is was that a Microsoft patent or or a Sony patent where they were talking about how you hamburger? Yeah, the hamburger. <laughs> say was hamburger the Mc, say yeah, McDonald's. That was the patent where like you had to watch the commercial and say whatever it is that you're watching in order for the commercial to end. I I think it may have been oh a Microsoft because remember it was like it was specifically like the illustration was someone standing up and cheering going McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, can you? Imagine if that's how oh, you have to watch TV. And then on top is... of that, paying $10 you have to pay, a month. Yeah. Pay oh, Microsoft to be able to have to yell hamburger. Oh, my fucking God. You know, the PS3. It, it could be, I can't imagine a world where they are that stupid that they do that. The PS3 but, panel, oh the PS3 God. reveal was big old joke. We all agree that. But at least they were focused on the fucking video games. Yeah. And all the features they were talking about were supporting video games. Like, watching games with other people, they made a big point of saying, oh, we're going to be supporting indies. And they've come out since then. There have been more and more talk. Like, oh yeah, Unity is going to support the PS4 natively and all this other as stuff. As the weeks go by, as as more details about the PlayStation 4 get solidified, still no price or release date or anything no. like that. But And as more negative rumors pile up about the next xbox man the playstation 4 sounds better and better with yeah. every fucking passing week that's why you yeah. think if anything they should be getting this f- and information about the xbox out sooner than later because it's yeah. it's and the, with this adam orth shit just, the reputation for the new console is just like just tanking worse and worse every week you can say the counterpoint to that is is that it is tanking amongst the core market oh yeah exactly who knows what the average per- the average person doesn't even know what the hell's either, either these yeah. consoles are coming out this but fall. it is weird but to just... treat your core market with disdain because the xbox for all of its talk of being everyone's system and they've done a lot of stuff to try and be everyone's system yeah. they also own the core market and it's weird to be just kind of like ambivalent about this part of your business that's the base hashtag deal with it where you're just yeah. saying we're gonna make these decisions doesn't matter it's making us money it's 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 oh my fucking god yeah. it's crazy. oh it's interesting because the, all the rumors up until the adam orth stuff was that the uh next xbox reveal was going to be at the end of this month it was going to happen within the next week or two yeah and suddenly as soon as this happened all the rumors are that it got delayed a month until toward, until the end of may yeah and uh, I wonder if that has anything to do with the Adam Orth stuff, where uh, maybe they're not changing anything behind the scenes in terms of what the console is doing. They're just but crafting like, their message. Yeah, exactly. Because I can't imagine if they're really going to have this always online console, and they, they have all these uh, partnerships with other media companies and stuff like that. It's too late. All those contracts and everything have been signed. They can't oh, yeah. suddenly back out of... Hamburger, yeah, <laughs> McDonald's. <exactly. laughs> so then now they got to be figuring out a better way to like package that or like spin that for yeah. whenever they have the reveal. Who knows? I can't imagine they'll be that fucked up. But mm. you, although if you're working at Microsoft and you have this technology, and you are trying, if your job is to make the most money for that company yeah. as, as possible, oh yeah, you're you're not doing your job correctly if you're not thinking about exactly Microsoft yeah. hamburgers. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously. So that's kind of the horrifying thing is like I could see I'm sure people have had this conversation about how do we make it so that we just make this console as hard to use as possible unless the unless consumers are giving us money to make it work. And it's just oh, oh no, it's it's yeah. The future. Doesn't it make your head hurt? Let's just keep on reading books. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh... Well, yeah, no, I do this is interesting though. Yeah, that $99 remodel of the Xbox 
which would suddenly make my R2-D2 Xbox that I bought last year that I thought would be my, you know, always my 360. I keep in perpetuity. Yeah, that would be their solution for backwards compatibility. Yeah. Just buy a brand new $99 old Xbox 360. You know, it's, if they... And if just they, attach it to Because really what one. that is, is it's like if I'm like two years down the line, if my old Xbox is dead and I want to fire well, it's up... That's not a bad idea, a, yeah. You know, I get that. Yeah. And I mean, what, they're not going to bake in backwards compatibility. It's yeah. just too expensive. It's like with the PS PlayStation 4, you know? I wonder how much of a hard drive they're going to have on this thing, too. Because, I mean, the Apple TV, it's all streaming. Mm-hmm. You, you you buy content, but I don't know. And you can't really you can't really stream games. Microsoft doesn't have that technology. That, that's a smart thing that uh, Sony did when they bought yeah. that company that does all the streaming game content. So Absolutely. at least that's an option for them. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Within the next two I'm months, curious. we'll find out. It's going to be, by the end of the year, the gaming landscape is going to be fucking interesting. Really interesting. Cody Town. Legend of Korra will be on Blu-ray and DVD July 16th. Yeah, if you had, we don't know when the new season's starting, but at least we know when the, the TV shows. This yeah. is the one that I was, I, I was really happy to find out that this, this is coming out in HD, too. Yeah. I mean, the digital releases Blu-ray. are only HD, but, like, yeah, it would be really nice to see this. It'd be uh, weird show. to go back to DVD. It's like, um, yeah! when, when I, I have a subscription to Adventure Time, and it's really weird to go back and, like, a friend of mine had a DVD and they loaned to me. And uh, I was like, it's weird to go back and watch it on DVD. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's bullshit, yeah. Man, you need to catch up on Adventure Time. I heard about Puhoy was good. Puhoy. And the one before, Glitch is a Glitch. Crazy good. It was all 3D. I saw that. So good. Is there a character named Rosalinden? Rosalinden. Well, she's in She's in uh, uh, Puhoy. Yeah, supposedly she's designed she, after Steve Wolf Hart's. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Also, that's just a great name for a character is Rosalinden. Oh man, it was, it was a fun episode. Yeah. And uh, uh, I just Jonathan realized... Frakes voiced Finn I heard about that, episode. yeah. So well, you know good. what, I just realized, I own the first three seasons of Adventure Time. I'm only one season behind, so maybe next week if I have, if I have a couple extra bucks. Aren't they on season five now? I no, five. I have four seasons. Oh, okay. I, the last season I bought was season four. I've only watched the first like two and a half seasons, so I'm I'm only a season and a half behind. It's not like it takes long to watch. I it know. Time you maybe. know what? With uh, with uh, me essentially taking it off for the next two weeks after I get my taxes done, mm-hmm. I'll probably next week or two I'll probably start catching up with Adventure Time because I've been waiting shit. for a time period where like I don't have anything else to do, and this will sure. be it. No. Adventure time. In more nerd news, the Elysium trailer was released this week. The sequel or the new movie from Neil Blomkamp. Did you see the trailer? I did. Did you also think it was kind of a big wet fart? I thought it was like, oh, it's Halo. <laughs> well, it's like, it and... looked striking. No, it's... it looked pretty. Because it's a uh, Matt what's Damon looks did? Old. District Nine. Yeah, Matt Damon looks intense. It's like Matt Damon He's is. He's got an erector set on. Well, did you did you see that it's basically Neil uh, Neil Damon? Matt Damon trying to break into the Citadel. Elysium reminds me of the Citadel. I saw some of the stuff. I, it's like, well, everything like kind of looks like the Mass Effect now to me. But true, to be fair. Yeah, no, it does look like a lot. I saw a lot of people saying that it looks like Mass Effect, looks like Citadel. I know that Halo is the first time you've. I, it's not like Halo invented the idea of the Ring World, but just seriously, the visuals and everything. Like, yeah. It really looks like fucking Halo. And it was just funny because Neil got Blancamp. He was going to direct the goddamn movie. movie. But yeah, it's like, it's interesting. So the premise of the movie is that Matt Damon is, uh, basically has this robo suit bolted onto him. So he can break in the rich people. He can break into the rich, like floating space heaven of Elysium. Yeah. So Elysium is a space fortress flying around. God knows what it's earth. Is it in orbit around Earth? Yeah. Oh, I thought well, it was like another The whole like point is it's all the rich people have left Why not? And all the shitty Earth people still live on Earth. It sounds like yeah. District 9, except with a bigger budget, where it's like, again, slummy Earth stuff. As supposedly, if you look at the trailer, you can see, like, all the... It's it's actually it takes place in South Africa, all the slummy shit again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... It looks... I, I it's know, coming I've, out I've, in August, the same time. I've, uh, I've literally no interest in it. 
I don't know. I love <laughs> Neil Blomkamp, and it has I'll what's his it. butt I'll from District it. 9. Oh, I'm going to go see it when it's $3 Wait, and who? beer. It's got the dude from District 9. Oh, okay. What like, else is a guy butt? doing these days? He's great, though. And I like all the robot designs and everything, but yeah, it's a weird design for Matt Damon. Because A, man da- Matt he Damon does like not he's... look good as a shaved-headed no. brute. He just doesn't Which maybe look good. Be, be con- oh, if he, be if he's from Shitty Earth and he's not keeping, yeah. you know, keeping himself all that well. Yeah. That, oh, man. Elysium. Yeah. It's a new sci-fi movie. Yeah, know? exactly. I'll go see it. The BBC confirmed that Crystal, Christopher Eccleston won't be taking uh, part in the 50th anniversary Doctor Who special. This and is... all the other doctors are claiming they have been asked to participate either. Man! Thus breaking Bill's heart. How do you fuck up Doctor Who this badly? So, yeah, I guess the uh, bunch of... Oh, Maxwell Motley, a uh, uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, she was talking about how her friends had watched them. They were filming in Trafal- uh, Trafalgar Square this mm-hmm, weekend. Mm-hmm. Or this 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 week filming a bunch of 50th anniversary stuff. It's Matt, <laughs> Matt Smith hanging from the TARDIS that's being sucked up into the sky. Yeah. They had a Matt, uh, Matt Smith stunt double hanging from a fake TARDIS as opposed to the real TARDIS. <laughs> like, just like on this crane just flying all around Trafalgar Square. It looked ridiculous as hell. Yeah. But I guess that's 50th anniversary stuff. But yeah, it looks like it's really looking to be him and uh, David Tennant. I mm. hope, I'm going to be that jerk who really hopes against all hope that this is all an elaborate ploy and then when like August, when November shows up and it's actually it is all the doctors yay it is weird like, they didn't those really those other doctors are alive yeah, yeah that's that's what the other doctors that's the thing that sounds fishy is that the other doctors are like no one's even asked us about it how do you not like well here's my counterpoint you're gonna do the marketable doctors the most marketable doctors are Matt also Smith I also Tenet. wonder Doctor Who does not have that much of a budget so I'm yeah. kind of wondering, can you really afford to bring in, like, ten guest stars who probably yeah. all will be charging And also, a- you know, frankly, who knows? Uh, oh, that, no, that's not the fourth Doctor. He's wearing the wrong kind of hat. I know, like, it's, I know, I know, but still, it's, that's kind of a... Well, at least, I mean, it, I want to hit Christopher Eccleston in the head with a bowling pin. <laughs> Come on, man, what else are you doing? It's, Come back! Well, especially, it's not like it's, like, Star Trek or something where it's, like... It would be weird to have maybe all the captains in the same room no, or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 a world where like these are all the same dude. Yes, but it's like almost fucking space travel well, time bullshit. Eccleston signed on for this. Did not he not expect like sometime in the next ten years they might say, "Hey, would you come back to do more Doctor Who?" Yeah, high school reunion. Just yeah, just a one episode one off. It's not like he's being asked to show up for another season. Worth. It's just like. That sounds that sounds ridiculous. It's and weird. the idea that they would not even talk to the old doctors to come back. It's that, weird. that sounds. It'd be really cool to tell a story that takes place across all the different Doctors' timelines. Yeah. To have, like, a character who's constant to the pre- present Doctor. I don't know one. what story you can do that makes sense where you have 11 main characters running yeah. around. Well, but you don't it's... necessarily spend 15 minutes with each character. No, you have to dole it out. Every well, five do... minutes it switches over to the But seriously, <laughs> you would, it would not be, like, concurrent. It would be just, like, someone... No, what happens is 11 Doctors show up and they're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm silly. Look at me and my Doctor Who yo-yo. And suddenly they fall into a sex pit. <laughs> and then it is just uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith trying Bill, to rescue the other Have you been ones. checking my profile at fanfiction.net? <laughs> no, it's a sex pit where it's all the other companions. They're all oh naked. And the Cybermen are all making them have just sex. Just David at the top. Right? Yes. <laughs> come here, Doctor. Yeah, I just... Uh, uh, come to uh, Doctor Who Tumblr sex pit. <laughs> dot com. Instead of spikes at the bottom with just a bunch of boners. Also, at a BBC roundtable slash retrospective where directors and actors from Doctor Who's early days are invited to speak, Man. several of those folks openly complained about all the, quote, snogging, unquote, and lack of simple stories the show used to tell back in their day. The joke being the simple stories about a thousand-year-old time traveler <laughs> who changes human form 
and jumps from time period to time period. I mean, I I will say that's why I like this season so far is it's less of the bullshit. Clara was cute in this episode. I like no, I really like Clara. I she really has to give her a ring to get her shitty blue screen jet ski to go save the doctor. <laughs> oh man, Clara, I Clara at least is pretty simple. She's got a dead yeah. mom and yeah. who knows whatever. Well, but Bill, like... she's impossible. She's not simple. There's gonna be some bullshit about her. But I'm enjoying the part where it's not. Or it's just them having space adventures. Yeah. That's no, I, I do love the fact... So I guess this is specifically... I was the director of the original episode. Like, the guy who directed the first couple episodes was, like, really upset about how much kissing there is these days. <laughs> Which is, it's the most platonic. Yeah. Doc, the doctor is yeah. always the least sexual, especially exactly. Matt Smith. Exactly. Who his penis shoots inside of his own <laughs> body whenever a girl gets near. Like, it's not like he's, hello, baby. It's not like he's walking around with no. his shirt off going, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. You Matt see my Smith three nipples. It's a Ken doll down there. Yeah, <laughs> Salt exactly. Ball down yeah. Which is because he's really he's an, he's an old man. He's a grandfather, which is which would be interesting if they make Clara his granddaughter because that's always been his vibe. That's the you know what that's probably the thing that would it's make always it always been his vibe. But they, but they already have well, she kissed him. She's she's already stuff. They've they've me. established that they have chemistry. Yes. You can't. Oh, but you're my granddaughter. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh my god, Doctor Who. Oh, what do you think of the new title sequence where it's like his face and the stars and it's all Oh, like, I never really noticed. For a quick moment. Well, that's, they used to do that in the old Doctor Who series uh. where they would have the new Doctor's face. Yeah. It would look corny as hell because you're just flying through space and suddenly like a big cutout <laughs> picture. And you can see it like there's a one por- uh, right at the beginning you see it like flying through Nebula and you see a little bit of Matt Smith. Just like, yeah. I think they did that because it is the 50th closely. anniversary. Oh yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Now's a good time Doctor to get, get in some I'm glad you're watching it again even though it's ridiculous. See, but that's what I want. I want I want just goofy fun from Doctor Who. I don't want fucking Yeah, that's what the whole over. The River Song and the Dying Amy they, went, they, took, that... they took my favorite parts of that show and turned them into my least favorite parts. Exactly. It's impressive. Anyway, Fox started shutting down mom and pop Jane Hat Knitters just as officially licensed Jane Hats became available on Think Geek. Think Geek eventually decided to donate all proceeds from the sales of their hats to the charity Can't Stop the Serenity. Isn't Can't Stop the Serenity just devoted to like getting more episodes of Firefly made? <laughs> no, Can't Stop the Serenity. They do screenings of, of Serenity and then they donate to uh, Joss Oh, Quality for Now or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, okay. His feminist agencies of choice. Boy, am I glad of all the copyright infringement I've done. I <laughs> was never like going into you never knitting made hats. hats. There you go, Bill. That does suck. Maybe you're, you're like some like little den mom and your little thing on the side is like making Jane hats and selling them what I'd yeah. say. And suddenly you're getting a letter from Fox saying, fuck you. Well, stop that's always, shit. that's always whenever you make any Anything that doesn't belong to you, Bill. Do that's the secret risky <laughs> run every day, Bill. But I do love the full force of the brown coats came down on Think Geek for selling these. Well, I guess Think Geek also had something on their website where they were talking about the the company that they have knitting these hats, mass yeah. producing these hats. Were never really Firefly fans to begin with, but they're really glad to be working on Firefly now. Mm-hmm. So even brown coats were especially like, well, why are you trumpeting the fact that this company doesn't even really care about Firefly? Even on top of like, and you're now it's just oh, this is the big mess. So, yeah. But it sounds like they handled it well, so well done, Think Geek. Think Geek is terrible, though. Why is Think Geek terrible? Not terrible, but, like, I, I, I'm still on the their message list, their email list for catalog stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just always the most, like, here's your bacon, ham, cl- tomato Bill, clock. Bill, it's called Think Geek. I know. Literally, they have they some cater. cool stuff. They do. But the thing is, is that your cool stuff maybe makes you maybe 5% of your profits, and 95% of it is going to be goddamn bacon, like, um, car fresh air fresheners. <laughs> I'm just saying, when they start making Darth Vader add out walkers, child child walkers, and shut down uh, Ben Dewey, 
It's gonna be a sad fucking day. It's gonna be a sad day. Apple got a bit of heat when it really when an issue of Brian oh, K. Vaughn's yeah, Saga thing. comic Ugh. featured a panel or two of gay sex, and it did not show up on Comicsology. Though it was eventually revealed that Apple didn't ban the comic. It was Comicsology staff who voluntarily decided not to post the comic to its online storefront for fear of breaking Apple's nebulous content restrictions. Yeah, this is doubly shitty because it was it was someone proactively censoring themselves through the Apple platform before Apple could censor them. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, is that theoretically Apple could, because of the way those apps work. What? So I should take a step back. You could not buy this most recent issue of Saga, which, a comic which frequently features heterosexual sex. Have you read it? I've read a little bit oh, of it. Yeah. Uh, it had two tiny, tiny panels that had gay sex. And gay kissing, mostly. Oh, really? That's and it? It wasn't even actual sex sex? I can't... I didn't... I don't know, but anyway, I tried to find the panels, but I couldn't find them online. I found them somewhere, and they were really... They were censored, Do you, though, do you see dicks? Joke. I, they were censored as a joke, oh, okay. so I don't know. But anyway, ultimately, this... Comixology made it so that you could not buy this issue through their app on Apple. Yeah. You could buy it on your PC or anything else, and then sync it That's to that the thing app. where people start figuring out something that was fishy, where you could buy it on other yeah. places, not just not through the Comixology app, yeah. But the thing is, is that Apple could have, theoretically said, you have well, see, homosexual that's, that's content. That's the thing where Apple's not necessarily like, entirely out of the clear yeah. on this, is because they already have very draconian content yeah. rules. Yeah. And it just people... Because Apple could have said, you have homosexual content in this app, banned. Yeah. Just blanket. It wouldn't say this aspect well, of this app. Now everyone's shitting on on Comixology, which I could see why. But at the same time, like Comixology and Apple both have to get their shit clear. This is not like yeah. I don't know. Well, well I do like the fact that people raced about this for two days before the actual. I like Comixology didn't tell K. anyone. I know, but it's like Comixology was like no. What, they were like, oh, we couldn't tell people, but people seem really pissed off. They were well, not like the content producers did not know about this. Yeah, I know that's terrible. And yeah. it wasn't until Comixology, like then twenty four hours later, released a, their CEO released a press release going oh actually our bad uh, uh supposedly his new series uh directed at comicsology is called why did you do that man it's a really good joke bill <laughs> it's it's a really good why, why the last man <laughs> brian kevon joke bill. he's he is the why the last man guy right yes he is good job look at you you remembered a name comics. and you associated with something else. I gotta get else. ready for the Stump Comics Fest. I gotta get stay on top of this shit. That's right, Bill. So stay I want to go up to the, the hot guy. Ten years ago. Is the hot guy, guy guy gonna be there? Who's the hot guy? The hot guy. Hot guy guy guy. Oh, hot guy. Hot guy. Is hot guy hot gonna guy. be there? No, wait. Is it Matt a hot Fraction, man? Matt Fraction Hot guy is... guy. Wow. <laughs> is it Portland native? So it's likely. You know what? I'm going to the you next note. You sound like you're having a stroke. The, the, the up, up, up on Poppy Hill. From Up on from Poppy, up Hill. Poppy Hill. Should be the hot guy guy. <laughs> from Up on Poppy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> the guy. That's a... Uh, I think... From Up on Poppy Hill should from be up on... From Up on Poppy Hill. Now that should actually be showing at the Fox Tower now. Yeah, it actually... It's out. Yeah, you're gonna go see it. You already saw it three times, right? I I I, I always like to go see animation on the big screen. Still pulling you. I'll probably wait until it's at the Hollywood or whatever. I, however, I'm not gonna wait. <laughs> I'm going to poop so much. I'm on top of my own poopy hill. <laughs> from up on puppy hill. So until I can see from up on puppy. From up on puppy hill. Joke, Bill. Well, uh, what I'm hoping is a local drive-in that will start showing it, and when my poop hill gets big <laughs> enough. <laughs> Then I will see it from a pawn, my own, from my, my, my poopy Bill, hill. tell me, Batgirl apparently has a transgender roommate now? Yeah. Do I don't know which way she's trans. <laughs> oh, God. No, how does it go? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is a transgender. I don't know if it's a lady. I'm going to stop having now this guy. with you immediately. Or you know what I mean? I'm just saying. It's, I don't uh, know. What is it? This is Gail Simone, right? Mm, who's Gail <laughs> Simone? <laughs> Still not up in my comics. 
Gail Simone was the writer of Batgirl, and Batgirl's she got the fired. Cripple, right? Remember? And I don't think that that's Barbara Gordon. Who's, Isn't she Batgirl? She was Batgirl. I don't know if this is Barbara Gordon though. Oh, I forgot she there's was like multiple. Batgirl. Yeah. I, I think love, she's my joke Oracle, was, but I don't know if she. The story shouldn't be Batgirl has a transgender housemate. It's a transgender housemate has a crippled uh, housemate dresses like a bat. <laughs> interesting story that's, that's, that's the good. new story you're shooting for yeah, that's true so anyway everyone's all upset about like either way like, rah, 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 rah. i want it to be great if the transgendered housemate is a character and not just like oh hey i made you transgender pancakes hey, Bill, have you have you read it no no one has it's just the news came out this is so sad that so, it has to be the news. fact that it's news yeah it's sad, that's what i'm saying it's really weird so there's an uproar some people are wondering what's the point of the character being transgendered, and of course the point isn't that there is no point. It could be yeah. just to have a character. It's because the character is black. Mickey was on Doctor Who was black. The point of the character wasn't that he was black. It was yeah. that he was making he wanted to punch the doctor's lights I'm out. I'm all about having transgender characters yeah. in media that are just characters. Is this the first com- major comic book character? You were asking the wrong person. Could be transgender. I'm sure there's probably been a villain. I'm sure the Joker dressed as a woman and. You know, there's, there's, that's well, not transgender. Yes, thank that's you for correcting yourself. God, I don't want to have this. I am so, <laughs> you have been pretty good, but I am so uncomfortable even talking about transgender issues. Andy, this is only a I'm sensitive political waiting. discussion that's being recorded for posterity for, for the internet. I am something terrible and shitty. I am just saying, I am the Bioshock <laughs> Infinite of transgendered <laughs> bullshit. Oh. oh my god. Go the next Let's note. get away from that topic as soon as possible. J.W. Rinsler is adapting... Don't s- you say that name like that. You say it with reverence. Do I... Do I? Am I supposed to know no, who J.W. Rinsler... Only if you're a hardcore Star Wars nerd. J.W. Yeah. Rinsler is adapting the Star Wars. George Lucas's rough draft of Star Wars where everybody has a laser sword <laughs> and Han Solo is a big lizard guy. I will still know... Into a comic book miniseries for Dark Horse this fall. One of the best times I ever had hanging out with Annie was were we listening to the commentary for one of the Star Wars yes. movies? Yes, we were. And George Lucas kept on referring to lightsabers as exclusively laser as laser swords yeah. and you were crawling out of your fucking skin because you invented the phrase lightsaber for a reason because laser sword sounds fucking stupid <laughs> oh my fucking god it was bizarre yeah so jw rensler he's a he's essentially a lucasfilm historian he's written all the the making of star wars the making of the empire strikes backs books yeah He's got a making of Return of the Jedi book coming out this fall because it's the 30th anniversary of Return of the Jedi coming out. Uh, so he's not a comic book writer, so I'm kind of curious to see if this is going to be any good. Also, he's making a comic book about a rough draft yeah. of a movie. Like, not even a skirt, but a, like George Lucas's rough draft that was written on the back of an envelope in like 1974. But it's so cool that Dark Horse is getting to do this That's weird... what I was amazed. If anything, I thought maybe we, we would have long s- since heard of D- uh, Dark Horse's last Star Wars comic project. Who knows? This could still be the last. Who knows? But this have is still very cool. Have they said anything about no! deal with... Which I'm really surprised surprised that the Dark Horse is still making announcements about Star Wars comics as Disney is shutting down LucasArts and like yeah. right now Disney is in the process of shutting down all the old Star Wars stuff that was going on so I don't know what the relationship with Dark Horse is right now. I mean it could be that Dark Horse had a deal through X number of years. That's how it could, could be it. Yeah. And well, they're just trying to have do all the crazy shit. That's a great can. idea though. Yeah. Because yeah, awesome. I mean they've already told us all the stories they really need to tell of the old republic and stuff. But yeah, no, the idea of just it's it's kinda dopey, but I love the yeah, the idea it's that fun. you'd be the Star Wars that could have been. Yeah. I wonder if they're still like Mace Windy. Because the original protagonist of the, yeah. of the rough draft was a Jedi. Because the original rough draft, the Jedi were like living in the year like 33,000 in yeah. the future. 
and there were like legions of Jedi, Jedi Bendu versus the Sith Katawa, and they're all fighting <laughs> over crystal, and it was all this ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I wonder if they're gonna do. Uh, wasn't Luke a woman? In yeah, and one Star- of them, yeah, Star Killer. I think this one is still. It's Luke's. I don't know if it's gonna be Luke Skywalker. He should still be a Star Killer, but he's gonna have a brother named Kane. Yeah, and all this gonna be very silly. Oh, man. And Darth Darth Vader should only show up as like a general who shows up just long enough to serve someone else like coffee, and then he'll disappear. <laughs> That'll throw the some people screen. for a loop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Complete PDFs of the first hundred issues of Starlog Magazine yes! are now available on archive.org. I love that. I'm always reading Bill's notes, and I love that this is the point where Bill. Father, it explains to me what Starlog is, because I don't know. Starlog was pretty much the closest thing to AintItCool.com or whatever back in the 80s. Did you not know what Starlog was? I know what Starlog was. Starlog okay. is. Yeah. Well, it ceased publication like a decade ago. Did it? It's been a while. I was huh. looking it up, yeah. It's, it's actually been a couple of years since it It's cool out. that they have the early early episodes online. Yeah, I have That's no idea who uploaded all the issues, but like it's like the first like two two or three hundred issues are all... Yeah, archive.org, which I didn't realize is this giant online repo- repository of old magazines and stuff that Oh, archive is great. Because yeah. they also they I've also heard have of archives it, a different... lot of old websites too. Yeah, exactly. And like they'll have like live recordings of bands. They have a lot of music on there that's out of um, uh, copyright. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you want to read about the Star Wars we were just talking about, <laughs> all in like a 1979 issue of Starlog magazine. You yeah, Starlog is great because they'll be like, "Here's the rumors for this new Star Trek motion picture that's coming out like next year," <laughs> and all kinds of crazy goofy oh, shit. Man. If you want to hear the great uh, crazy rumors about this. Baron Munchausen movie the Monty Python guys are making that's coming out in the summer of 1988. Oh, wow. You can read all of that in the issues of Starlog magazine. It's so yeah. weird to me the magazines aren't a thing anymore. No, not at all. Super bizarre. I almost want to get a subscription to Entertainment Weekly just to have another weekly magazine. Yeah, I like having magazines in the mail. There's that's something why... about magazines that did, I enjoy reading. Did you tell Foley about Shipwreck magazine? I did. She's did she really get a subscription? No. At least she should go to Fred Meyer's and just pick up a, like, it's $6! Yeah, no, I was at Fred Meyer's last week, local uh, grocery store. Uh, on the magazine rack, they had Shipwreck Magazine from the creators of Archaeology Magazine. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta, I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a homesick for magazines. I gotta buy Shipwreck Magazine. Because, yeah. like, I don't like, I've, I've gotten subscriptions to magazines on the iPad and everything like that. Yeah, that's not, not, the, not same. the same. It's not the same. Yeah. And I, li- I like websites and I'll read long form things, but there's something about reading shit in print. I don't know. I guess it's just my generation. What are your favorite magazines ever? My, my like if you could get subscriptions to anything, like well, yeah, like right now, and yeah, or like as a kid, like what did you like to read? When as I was a kid, kid? I was obsessed with Disney Adventures. Yeah, like I read That's Disney totally Adventures gone now, right? from episode from issue one. Well, I think they rebranded as basically like um, People Magazine, but for teenagers. Uh, well, it's still around, but it's not. It's I, I don't know if it's now. still in print anymore. I think it may have actually finally ceased publication. Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, they did a lot of comics and stuff. Like they actually um, syndicated Bone, which is why I got into Bone and mm-hmm. arguably got into comics. And they did a great lot of great like Disney afternoon comics and shit. And they did yeah. like they did like always had like great little illustrations for pieces on history. Like I think I may oh, actually still have the issue yeah. on pirates somewhere, and like oh. another one on knights and stuff. And they'd have like I, I think there was one cover that had MC Hammer and Darkwing Duck. So you know it was a quality periodical. But I always loved magazines. When I was a kid, I was like, I'm gonna write for magazines. I oh. make magazines with my friends. It's weird that that's just something that doesn't exist anymore, man. Yeah, if you'd been born ten years younger, uh, ten years earlier, you at least could have done zines or something like that if you yeah. wanted to. But yeah, but if you had to get a subscription to, like, three magazines now, what would you get? Uh, Game Informer, God help me. 
uh edge probably oh still just in gaming stuff well yeah i would probably do gaming stuff i get national uh national geographic National Geographic is good. It's still just, it's just fluff, though. Half it of it is just has, ads to subscribe to other National Geographic it magazines. Actually, that actually is a really good iPad app. Yeah. My wife oh, got that. Because they have videos and animations yeah, and stuff on there. That's actually yeah. a really good iPad magazine. Yeah. Um, oh, did I freak out about you about First Folio? Have you ever heard of First, what is it First mm-hmm. Folio? What the hell? Let me look on Amazon real quick. Wait, that makes for terrible radio. I'll do it later. The First Folio is this uh, book imprints where they do really fancy lavishly illustrated both inside and out just like uh it's mostly you know like shakespeare Mm -hmm. and you know like wind in the willows and patting bear and stuff like that a lot of kids books but also a lot of like these are the guys if you want to like a a book that looks like it was made in the harry potter universe yeah you go to these guys like they have uh 500 editions of shakespeare books Mm -hmm. which are all hand bound with goat skin leather oh wow and with like ragged tanned pages that like looks like a harry book yeah but it's five hundred dollars because the books are handmade in like yeah. england yeah the other books are all cheaper but like you know it'll be like 50 you know fit like 50 bucks for like a paddington bear book or something yeah. like that but it's like really just like these books look like if you want a bunch of books to have on your bookshelf and just as an artistic package yeah. just as a really beautiful object to look at that shit looks awesome like the wind in the willows books looks great because i'm all... gonna say don't say wind in the willows man if there's ah. ever anything that's gonna get me that'd be it well really I love the Winnie the Willows. I'll have to send you a link to this company. Yeah, I oh, never heard I about it until spend, just a couple days ago. The funny thing is, in order to like buy books from this company, you have to get a subscription. In order to get a subscription, you have to buy one of these pre, uh, pre-arranged packages that each cost at least a hundred bucks or more. Like you have to buy all seven Harry Potter books, which seems to be the only book they sell that it's not published by themselves. But for mm. some reason, they're selling that as a package. Hmm. Or you could buy like all the collected like well, yeah, that's like old folios, like Roman you would, history or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, you used to do subscription books all the time, where you'd get like maybe like uh, what's his name Audubon. Well, it's, this is that this is that kind of model Audubon, yeah. where you'd get like these these beautiful giant bird prints like on a subscription basis, and then at the end of it, you'd have a book. And I guess this company's been around for at least like. Better, better part of a century. And I guess within the last year or two, they suddenly made it, uh, because the way the world is anymore, they, they've made their books available to, to people who don't necessarily uh, want to get a uh, membership subscription. But, I don't know, it's very cool. Like, uh, I'll have to put it in the show notes, but I was really impressed just by the design of their books. And you can buy a lot of their books on Amazon.com too, but, man, just, I'm, I'm a sucker, especially for kids' books, well-designed, yeah, inside and out. Yeah, that's always nice. Really richly, like, these are the kind of books that if you were to pass on to your kids and your grandkids, yeah. Uh, kids these are the kind of books you want to go for so it is it is my lofty ambition in life now to eventually get a health insurance and be membership to the first folio society that oh, is that i'm is... glad that you listed health insurance first i know Dude, these are my two goals for 2013 oh man so i while you were talking i got an email from the veronica mars kickstarter campaign oh yeah they're they they only well there it ends tomorrow they are only 5,000 backers away from breaking the record for the number of backers. I like this. Is, this is now the nail biter. Was, was Will they make $5 How million? How much will they sail over? $5 well, they million. Did, I think they did hit $5 million. Um, Did you throw down for that? Yeah. How much? I can't remember. Like 35 bucks. Right, that's what I did too. Like yeah, enough to get me a physical. You get a, like thing. like a PDF of the script. You're supposed to get a digital copy of the movie as soon as it comes out yeah, in theaters. Really that's nice. that's the. I think that's the lowest tier you get. They're that. currently at five million two hundred forty-two thousand eight hundred three dollars. Oh, uh, speaking of which, this is only going to affect like the two people who listen to this podcast who live in Portland. Uh, local zine symposium, symposium. Oh yeah, reading frenzy. Reading frenzy. They have a Kickstarter that ends in the next couple days. Yeah. Uh, Reading Frenzy is a great um, 
the Azine Symposium that used to be located downtown. They got kicked out of their space, and now uh, they have a Kickstarter where they're trying to scrape up, I think it's $50,000 yeah. to find a new location. Otherwise, the store store's just going to have to be permanently shut down. Um, the, the terrible thing is I donated $35 to Veronica Mars, but I still have yet to donate to the uh, Reading Frenzy Kickstarter. Even I donated to the Reading Frenzy Kickstarter. Bill. How much did you kick, kick in? I can't remember. Oh, should we? Uh, do you want to save Bioshock uh, Infinite feedback until next week? Because we did have one or two comments, but we ran out of time last week. Do you want to do Bioshock Infinite feedback? Are we just, just guys? Now you get to see how the sausage is made on the Boy Hunt podcast. <laughs> hey, look, and you get to see the Bill refuses to edit anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jimmy Pressler says he's catching up the Boy Howdy podcast while lettering comics. Uh, he says uh, one of the kinetoscopes in Bioshock Infinite does change. Yeah, this is my friend Jimmy who told me that uh, told me that one of the because my one of my objections in Bioshock Infinite is that when things happen, things should change. I don't want to fucking be a dick. <laughs> We're already being a dick and spoiling it obliquely. See, it's the thing. I don't want to talk about... Bi- we, we we had a quarantine area of the Bioshock. Oh, uh, Nick Fergalin. Okay, well, okay. Well, so no, no, no. Nick Fergalin wants to ask us if we've seen Bart Kira yet. Oh, Bart Kira. Yeah, I've seen it on uh, I've never Tumblr. seen the original uh, Kira movie. I've seen bits and I pieces. Never, I've seen, I saw enough of Akira to see a dude's entrails fall out and realize yeah. I did not want to watch Akira. I saw, like, I, I never s- read the comics. I started watching it as asshole. a kid and I got bored and I never finished the rest of it. <gasps> We're terrible but people. But the Bart Kira, the illustrations, it's I guess brilliant. someone's doing a manga adaptation of Akira that takes place in Springfield. No, Bill. Have you, you never, it's an actually really cool project. You should be involved <laughs> in it. What You're is an it? Well, it's what? A, it's a I saw, I just seen the pictures. It's a collective project where a whole bunch of different different artists are each picking a page from Akira and redrawing it but this the characters have all been recast as characters from the Simpsons what other shit that I, do I not care about that is mixed with something else I do care about uh let's see uh Jane Austen <laughs> but with the Muppets I should I should get on that boat ASAP because I love Jane Austen well it's kind of like they did that whole Star Wars thing where they read they ever you just chose a scene from Star oh, yeah, Wars yeah, or yeah, a second Star idea. Wars I didn't it's realize that was an organized project that's what this is oh, I thought it was just one guy working in his basement no. just kind of so the, the kind of the brilliant part is it's like 500 people that's not hilarious. that many but like 100 people because I'd only drawing seen... like a couple of pages of Kira but with characters from you know more about this than I do why aren't you a part of this because I don't draw Bill. <laughs> yes you do just you don't draw anymore yes. with that friends this was another terrible really bad episode <laughs> of the boy hattie podcast guys if you want to join our kickstarter to get, make andy draw comics again <laughs> uh, we are boy hattie podcast on twitter howdy at boy podcast.com you can send us emails or of course you can use contact form on our website uh you can rate us on itunes don't base it off this episode this one <laughs> Annie so Bludger, you're misunderstanding I how good we are i slept three like no time last night i'm not eat Annie, you said that <laughs> wow podcast bad <laughs> fart the end <laughs> all right friends we'll talk to y'all next week
and be loved in return.